Hello, and welcome to Nintendo Pals Podcast, episode 98. Tonight, we're talking all sorts of news, rabid games, new switches, summer games, ice cream, and Puzzle League, Micah. Panel de Pond returns. All of that, and more. Nintendo Pals, my name's Andros. I'm one of the hosts of the Nintendo Pals podcast, the weekly show where we talk games we're playing, Nintendo news, rumors, and community-submitted questions and topics. And as I like to say, whatever else we want to talk about, because it's our show and we can do that. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, And I am joined, as I am joined each and every week by fellow Nintendo Pal, co-host and all-around awesome dude micah yep and micah we've got a packed show tonight there's actually quite a bit of news to cover this week and uh i've been playing games i've got i've got exciting stuff to talk about with that but before we do anything else uh just in case anybody watching on the on the video portion does catch this i have a giant bandage on my neck now those longtime listeners of the show will remember I had the same bandage on my neck about a year ago. <laughs> I had a uh, a mole removed from from the neck, and you know what? It was resilient. It came back. Might even be the first strongest mole to to contend with our buddy, the third strongest mole. Um, <clears throat> so I, I got it re removed. At this point, though, if it comes back, I think it's staying. You know, it's just part of me. Well, I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, like, it was essentially like all the way cut out. I assume is it even the same mole? It is. Or is it like that fancy uh, ship conundrum? <laughs> it's built with the built with the same parts, but is it the same mole? Exactly. Who knows? It's a little gross to talk about moles. I think so. So maybe we should just move on before we make any newcomers uncomfortable. If you are I a hope newcomer, not. I got here. a bunch of those. Oh, <laughs> like like on your body or like like the animal like just crawling around uh, yeah on, on my body and hopefully not the animals <laughs> they're just like crawling around the floor all the time down there um you will call it monty yeah there you go monty the mole uh if you are new here welcome this is the nintendo pals not the mole pals uh, as you might as you might you might uh think uh, that's a different that's a different podcast i'm sure I'm sure it's a great show no, this is Nintendo Pals podcast where each and every Friday we try to take over the world. That's right. And we do that through the help of you, the listener, leaving us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, and Audible, and wherever else you can find that you can leave us a review. It's It really helps out the show. Uh, it helps people see us 
in the rankings of podcasts and helps us stay up there in the top 10 Nintendo podcasts on all search engines. We've been up there for a while, and that is all thanks to everybody who has helped us to take over the number eight-ish spot on those (laughs) lists. (laughs) And we can keep climbing. We just need your help to do it. Like the fine, fine person that left us a five-star review on Spotify. Those are anonymous, so we can't shout you out specifically, but you know who you are, and you are awesome. Thanks for doing that. Micah, the streak is alive. We've had a five-star review every week to shout out for the past, like, three months, and we need to keep that streak alive. And also, Apple Podcast goers... I know, I know there's I know there's more of you out there that haven't left us a review. I see the stats. I see where you're listening. And I see down on the bottom of your screen, if you scroll down, there's a five-star review button. You should click that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because we're watching and we see what you do. <laughs> uh, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. Listen. Those five-star reviews help us out a ton. And, you know, they make us feel good about ourselves. Makes us feel like we're doing something worthwhile. Not that this doesn't feel worthwhile without those. (laughs) We're having a good time. Just throw those five stars this way because it's just too It feels more worthwhile. More worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Michael loves five stars. Mm -hmm. I'm all about them stars. It's his favorite amount of stars. If you do any less than that, he's a little disappointed, um, and we don't we don't want we don't want Micah disappointed. Um, anywho, Micah, you, let's... you won't like me when I'm disappointed. <laughs> let's jump over to the first segment of our show and let's talk what we've been playing in. What you playing? We're still using like the new uh, sound bumper system, and I tried to hit the button and then was like, oh, I almost <laughs> hit the button instead of clicking the spot that starts the sound effect. Anyway, speaking of clicking the spot that starts the sound effect, Micah, what have you been playing? Well, I. Because uh, that's, that's how you start games on the Switch. I yeah, that, that transition the spot. It's really stretching. Yeah, I just looked them up and I already forgot what I'd played, so let me open this back up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I. Uh, well, my friend was in town. We uh, managed to play some Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. Just like the old days. It's been a while since I've been able to play that locally. It's been a while since you've been able to beat him up in oh, Smash yeah. Bros. Because I'm sure you smoked him. He, he doesn't play games. Only, only a little bit. <laughs> the problem is when once everyone's like, hey, you know, what? maybe we should start doing this like auto handicap thing. And that's always just a terrible idea, in my opinion. Because then well. sometimes I lose. <laughs> that's true it's true yeah besides that i tried approximately seven to eight minutes of the live alive demo uh i tried the uh that's not much yeah i like didn't even i barely got to where i could even control my character (laughs) play robot one and then something came up oh i was like what happened to get back to it (laughs) stop like this couldn't hold micah's interest for more than seven minutes so he's out yeah, I mean, ugh, too much talking, having to read. I'm here for for the violence, you know. Isn't isn't there voice acting in that? 
a small amount at times there's voice acting but not oh, okay. all the time oh okay wouldn't you know if you played the demo i haven't played the demo yet i haven't had time uh besides well, you that tell I... you, i'd play more than seven minutes <laughs> that's, that's for sure <laughs> besides that i played something on the nso i don't remember what it was but according to what my switch is telling me i played something <laughs> i'm sure it was fantastic uh man i played just a little bit of mario strikers again i really haven't played that much of anything because I've, I've been a little distracted by a not nintendo game which i finally finished so i'm ready to dive back into some more nintendo games is it the bioshock one uh no it's uh forbidden west oh oh okay I completed every quest and not even necessarily because I wanted to. I just feel like I had gotten so close to doing everything at that point. I felt compelled to do it, but I was kind of ready to be dead. <laughs> yeah. Before that point. Um, I, I hate to be that guy, but how does it compare to a uh, good old Zelda breath of the, the wilderness? Uh, it's, I, it's pretty good. It's, not quite as fun to just run around and, and explore, in my opinion. Okay. Um, the combat is relatively different because it's essentially like 90% bow use, uh, at least against machines. But they kind of changed it up in this one so that the regular people you have to fight, which happens on occasion, uh, they all have like helmets. So you can't just like snipe them in the head from a mile away. And you're bows do much less damage against them so it's it's kind of a nice break in pace because you have to get up close and personal with those guys no oh. but yeah I mean, it's a lot of fun there are too many too many weapons and element types in my opinion okay because okay. you can like shoot these canisters and if you shoot them with the right elemental type it causes these reactions and i just could not get enough bows that had the right element types that i preferred so that I could set all those off. But I finally did like two hours before I finished playing the game. So that was nice. I finally got an optimal setup, in my opinion. <laughs> it just took the entire game to get there. But I mean, I feel like that can't actually be a negative thing. I just sometimes like my combat to be a little simpler. I don't want to make all these extra decisions on what kind of bows I want to take with me. But yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Not quite as good as Breath of the Wild, in my opinion, though. But it does it does do some things better. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, all right. Um, well, that then transitions. I guess, then I guess I oh, finished oh. off with a little bit of Fall Guys. Oh, and also some Rocket League. Of course, every week. Yeah, I had I had to play some Rocket League an hour ago because that's when I put in my new GPU. Oh. Oh, so I, I had to test that just you a got little the bit. New GPU. How is what, what did you get? Uh, do, you, do you even know <laughs> the <laughs> yeah the MSI uh, sixty six like the XT sixty six hundred? I don't. I uh, I asked like I would know, but I I really don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how good that is. It's better than what you it's had. Also, I'm AMD. Radeon RX 6600. 60, 60. Mech, Mech 2X. MSI. They got a lot of like names on there. 
I yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know how that compares to the stuff that I do know. Yeah, I have, uh, I have a, a GT sixteen sixty Super, I believe, um, and and I think you got a better graphics card than that. We were talking to our buddy, uh, so I think I yeah, think it it's is better supposedly than that. pretty good. I mean, it's it's a pretty good budget GPU. Yeah, I guess it's not any of these like eight hundred. Well, I, I, our mutual, our mutual pal, uh, who's a friend of the show, Eli Bear from Barely a Gaming Podcast. Check them out; fantastic show. Uh, he's he's the PC builder guy in our in our friend group, and so he uh, he recommended that to you, and he also recommended it to me. Unfortunately, I did not see the message until the sale had ended. So I probably would have jumped on it. Yeah, I and mean, it is a pretty well. good deal. Which reminds me, I still have to like. There's one of those like rebate things, which I've never done. Kind of a pain to get like an extra $15 off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Because you're going to need that for this next week. Because Micah and I. Oh, well, first off, I, I got to give a huge kudos and shout out to the community. Because on Twitch, our Twitch chat raised as a community 240,000 pal points pal points are earned through watch time so essentially as you watch on twitch you earn points and those points can be used to redeem uh redeem prizes uh which for those watching on twitch right now those are not active they're not active during the podcast but things like sound effects um hydrate uh, snack time like like stuff stuff like that uh we have one for like play the saxophone because we both have a saxophone which is very although it's, i still need to clean mine weird coincidence that we both have that in an instrument specifically but um yeah so you can earn your points for that but people kept pitching towards this two hundred and forty thousand point community reward and that is a lot of points. I, I didn't realize because we we set up our Twitch streaming about a year ago at this point. And I didn't realize I was just like, oh, point system. Sure, I'll try this out and I'll try this community point thing. And I didn't realize that was a lot. I just thought like I should make it kind of high. Right. And I was like, Turns out we I, didn't make it high enough. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it was pretty high. It took a while to get there. But the reward for hitting that goal was a 24-hour stream. So next Friday, a week from the day we're recording this, the week of when most people will be listening to this, this Friday, come join us, Nintendo underscore pals on twitch.tv, because we're going to be streaming for 24 hours straight. Ugh. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be so long but we've got we've got some stuff planned we've got some stuff in mind um and we're gonna need a gpu for it that's for sure i don't i actually don't know if we'll need that gpu but but we might as well use it with its 6600 am giga ram close i'm dumb that's right, so okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's switch gears here. I'll tell you what I've been playing, Micah. I have been playing Spelunky 2. And I've done it. 
you know, I've been I've been coming here as a failure for several <laughs> weeks in a row to the podcast. Like, oh, I've been playing Splunky too, but I don't want to talk about it. I'm ready to talk about it, Micah. I'm ready to talk about how I beat the game without collecting any money and got the uh, low scorer achievement. Was it worth it? I'm not sure. Mm, I had fun. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Did you fun. have fun? Did yeah. you have fun? Be honest with yourself. I had a good time. Can I share with you some statistics, Micah? Oh, go <laughs> for it. Because you can look at your player profile and you can see how many plays you have versus how many wins and deaths. Apparently, I've only beat this game twice. I don't think it counts the multiplayer wins. It must not. So, but that still also seems doesn't. Low. Yeah, it also doesn't count if. Because a lot of the time we try and go for like Hundoon and the Cosmic Ocean stuff. Mm -hmm, so we mm -hmm. like technically got past the point where we would have beaten the game. But those That's don't count not a as win. wins. Yep. So those don't So help. I have played this game 3,428 times and I have I, died. Excuse me, 3,000? <laughs> I have died 3,410 times. My win percent ratio is 0.06%. <laughs> it's like, so bad how many how many hours have you played this game oh no i don't want to how is that possible i don't want to check i died a lot trying 105 to hours wait i gotta check i've played spelunky 2 10 hours more than you and i've played a fourth as many games as you <laughs> listen i reset a lot for this stupid run it was not my fault it was the game's fault <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting at a pretty good win percentage of a uh, 0.83. So feeling Ooh. pretty good about that. Yeah, that's that's significantly higher than my 0. 0.06. <laughs> I don't. So what's bad. your what's your average time? Average time. Yeah. To to beat the game. I or average. I'm I'm gonna I guess that. I'm going to guess that's that's what it is. Uh, 16 minutes, 59 seconds. That's my oh, average. Nice. Yeah, mine's all the way up to 30. Yeah, I'm just, well, you, I just play doing... a lot more cautious than you, but also yes, faster, apparently. That's 100% true. Yeah. No, yeah, slower. What's your best time? 7 minutes and 16 seconds. Oh, yours is better than mine. My 7 minutes and 27 seconds. Not Not far behind you. So, yeah, that's one of my two wins was my below 10 minutes that like my win ratio does not show how good quotes on that, how good I am at this game. I, like I play that's this game debatable. fairly. I play this game fairly well, I'd say, but I don't win it often. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So so I did that. I collect I made it through, collected no money. I played fairly cautiously to to do that. I. Did end up getting um, Vlad's cape. Oh, that's nice! What that's the a item good is one. called. Yeah, I, I, tr I believe I traded a jetpack for it because it's significantly less dangerous than the jetpack. You can land a little bit safer, and the jetpack explodes on impact yeah. with certain things. Any which... sort of fire touches you, you're dead. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so now. I'm playing it 
completely Getting the that million? Completely the opposite. Now I'm working on uh, the millionaire run. Yeah, that's and one I'm of the two determine, challenges I don't have. I'm trying to determine if I like if I should really take the time to get all of the money on every single level or if I should just focus on some of those big jackpot zones uh, being like uh, the the walrus ladies vault. Madam Tusk or something. Yeah, Madam Tusk. And yeah, you got to get that vault and then have the ghost go through with them. Yep. All the gems. And then also uh, the gold level. Oh yeah. Wait, those are like bombs. two those are like two separate spots, aren't they? They actually might be. I think you can't hit those in the same route. Hmm. I wonder which one's faster. Or like which one's better for money making. Depends on how many bombs you have, probably. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anywho, I I will I'll figure this out and I'll I'll keep I'll keep playing through. I haven't made it past world one doing that challenge yet because I've been playing very risky to get certain money things, and then I'm like, eh. So yeah. Um, besides that, I played some Breath of the Wild this week and, you know, I did some speed running, but it was with a twist. Every five minutes, I added a new HUD element to the screen. By the end of my Great Plateau escape, the screen was completely full. (laughs) It took about an hour and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was absolute chaos. But it did have the HUD from Metroid Prime, a.k.a. the best HUD of any game ever made. I got to find, because the actual title of the game was kept track of by our buddy Spider-Shan. Knights of the... so, So with all the HUDs on it, the game became Knights of the Undertale, Wild Warcraft crossing wild warcraft crossing okay i just need to read this as one thing knights of the undertale wild warcraft crossing prime ultimate silver death store fantasy combat evolved royale six six (laughs) final fantasy uh too too good it was it was super fun uh be on the lookout i'm editing that into a youtube video right now and besides that i played a little bit of fall guys and i really enjoy it i I think fall guys is really fun on the switch i recommend checking it out if you haven't already and i am trying to remember what i played on super nintendo (laughs) nso yes i'm having the same same thing happen (laughs) i'm not the only one I believe I played some Mario. Oh, no, I just opened it up to see some of the new stuff because I haven't opened it up in a while. And they had the new Kirby games on there, which when we when we talked about this previously, they I was like, they added this Kirby game, this Kirby game, and this Kirby game. They were already on there. They're just special versions of those Kirby games. Uh, I mean, ah, I knew that. Yes. Uh... I don't know if we talked about this last time, but you played Pokemon Snap. Was that this last time? Or was that that talked about that last week? I don't I don't remember talking about it last week. 
I think I talked about it last week because it should have been the day before the podcast. It should have. It should have. Okay, well, <laughs> then we won't talk about it here. <laughs> but it's a great I, game, I though. Still haven't got a chance to play that yet. And I managed to beat it in just under two hours. I did have to look up how to do one thing, though. What? Well, I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. I'll have to go watch Secret. the VOD. We'll have to go watch the VOD. It it involved a a manky and a button and a squirtle. Oh, oh! You didn't remember that part? Nope. I remembered literally nothing. Oh, nice. So that was probably fun to play through the game. Yeah, I brand new again. <laughs> I was actually yeah, I was mostly surprised. I uh, I didn't have to look up more things. I uh, and then I I want to touch briefly on a game that I'm not playing right now. And uh, and I feel a little bit bad about it, but I also just want to bring it up here. Mario Strikers Battle League. I feel like it came and went for me. I, I'm like, I, I have no desire to play it. I keep trying to get back into it just so I can like keep up with our team league because we've got a big league of people and there are there's a fair amount of people playing. But I just don't really like it and i think i think that's how i've kind of always felt about mario strikers if i'm being honest with myself it's fun but only for that like local crazy play and like not for very long you know i'd rather play smash bros or mario kart you know yeah it's much better if you're playing with people you know i think so I don't think this game was actually all that great for online play. I would have, I, I think I would have preferred the focus be on giving it more stuff to do local. Cause it felt like they put all the focus into online and it's just, I, I just don't, I am struggling to get into it. Maybe that's just me. I have heard similar things from a lot of, uh, podcasts I listen to and a lot of people I've talked with it's just like just seems like it's not holding interest and also where's the DLC for it I thought they were gonna add more characters what, what are you what are your thoughts Micah are you still playing it uh, I mean I haven't played it too much but I've been distracted with other games there's that too I mean I really just haven't had a whole lot of time all those Spelunky runs, you know? <laughs> yeah, those 3,000 Spelunky runs. It blows my mind that you've played that many runs <laughs> while having I'm, less time listen, in the I'm, game. I am bad at the game. That's I think I think I can admit that, but I'm having a good time with it, so you know what? It doesn't matter. So <clears throat> that is how I feel about it. Mario Strikers Battle League. I I just I was a defender of it at first, but I feel like it really wasn't worth it. Like I I'm I'm at a point. I mean, it's only been out for what three weeks, four weeks. I have no idea. Time is a time is an illusion. So maybe with more DLC, it'll get to a point where I feel like it's more worthwhile. But right now, I I think I can pretty strongly say i don't recommend this one i don't recommend picking it up not worth not worth 60 dollars to me 
go get Nintendo Switch Sports instead. Although I haven't been playing that either. Like I really haven't. Well, you haven't playing that. Switch Sports. I know. Listen, I I like. I was so hyped for this game. I was so hyped for it, and I I just haven't. It hasn't sucked me, and it it. I've been mm. a little bit disappointed by it. Not not like. I think it's a great game, and I think I can say the same thing about Strikers. I think they're great games, but they just feel a little substance light to me. Maybe that, and maybe that's just okay. Like that's how they're designed for Nintendo Switch Sports. I feel like that one. I I have no regrets buying, and and I will keep keep going back to it. But Mario Strikers, not so much. Sounds like we just need to play it more. The the two of us. Yeah. What I need you to do is get Nintendo Switch Sports. We can play that some more. Hmm. Too late. That ship has sailed. I can trade in strikers for it. <laughs> it's only forty dollars. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I really don't know because I I don't want to smack on them too hard because I think there's been so many people have been like Mario or no not Mario Nintendo releasing unfinished sports games. What a problem! And I do not agree with that mentality. But for me personally, Strikers hasn't been awesome, and I I think that it is a combination of. I didn't like Strikers to begin with. And it's just not filling it's not filling what I want out of an online Mario game. I, I liked golf a lot more. And people hated that one. I loved it. I still love it. I think Mario I, Golf is garbage. Yeah, that's what it's a people, garbage game. That's what people say, but not I. I Super I really Rush Mode. Straight malarkey is what it is. I have hardly played Super Rush Mode. Actually, I played a lot more of just standard golf. But yeah, I, it's, I, it's I just know it's like, oh, you did bad on the last hole. We're going to let you go first so that every computer and person playing can hit can, your ball with their special ability. Yeah, yeah exactly. And launch you into the void. <laughs> no, um, I mean, that is a good party game. I, I just like to give it a hard time. I think that people are too harsh on the Nintendo Sports series. And also, you just don't. I, I I think there's a problem if you buy them all. I I don't think I don't think anybody actually needs all of them. I think you could get a couple of them. You know, the ones that interest the you. The sports that you like. Yes, but if you buy all of them and you expect all of them to be better than they are, <laughs> then you're going to be disappointed at, for, from them in I general. I think the Whereas same like, can be said of like any game, though. Yeah, yeah that's just 100% <laughs> true. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this, this I, is... Where, I get what you're saying. I, I feel like the, the criticism of them is a bit harsh. I mean, they're sports games. They do have a Mario twist to them that makes them a, a bit more fun. And maybe there's more that could be done with them, but everybody's a critic. And nobody's a solutionist. I mean, it's like, it's and, essentially and, and, two make sports that game. games in one. Yeah, go go make that game if you want it so bad. No, that's terrible. That's not a good attitude to have. <laughs> we got Game Builder Garage. Speaking of which, my son has been asking for us to get Game Builder Garage. He's like, when are we going to get it? I'm like, dude, I don't think you are old enough to really understand how to play this game. And, and he's like... I really want it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So, uh, so I think we are going to end up getting it for him. 
and he's going to be just like everybody else with these Mario games. He's going to be disappointed when it doesn't fulfill his his dream. Or he's going to love it. Or he's going to love it. And he's going to become a game developer, and he will make Mario Golf. That's super good. Um, I... I, 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 you know, I've, I've kind of dabbled around, uh, talked, kind of rambled on this a bit. I, I don't want to be misunderstood here. I think that the Mario sports games are good. I think they get a lot of harsh criticism, but for me, Mario Strikers is not landing. So I, I don't recommend that one currently. Hopefully with like more DLC, they get add a little bit more to it. Feels a little bit more full. I have a bit of buyer's remorse for that. And there's very few games that I bought on my Switch that I like. I regret buying this. Do you have any games that you regret buying? Going off on a no, tangent here. Particularly, I don't buy that many games comparatively. So you don't regret. <laughs> I savor every game. Except <laughs> I, a little bit of, I guess, uh, what was it? Hypercharged Unboxed? Yep. Was it? Hypercharged but Unboxed. I've heard that they've since been updating it and made it a lot better. It was just... It was a little bit buggy at first, seemed like. Maybe we should revisit that so we can feel a little bit less bad about our purchase yeah, of that. Cause Cause I, mean, I, still, of I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. You enjoyed it more than I did, and I had to convince you to get it. You did. And I hated it. I thought I was like, this game is not what I wanted. I expected completely fa- different things than what it delivered. Because yeah, you're expecting Sarge's Heroes garbage I, controls no, and this no, game no, actually no, no. had decent controls <laughs> no i was expecting sarge's heroes uh aesthetic which it sort of has um and like world and variety and there really wasn't i mean it's a, it's it's a wave defender game yeah and it's an okay one at least at the time so i, I can't say what it's like now because it's been updated but I mean, I definitely regretted buying it when we bought it. Yeah. And I'm I think feeling, you should give it a try sometime, though. I am feeling about halfway as regretful about Strikers right now <laughs> as I was for that. And I was pretty, pretty regretful for that one. But other than that, I mean, I don't think I've ever like regretted by, uh, purchasing anything. Speaking of, I purchased some games this week, Micah. Not on Switch. Trader. Uh, yeah, it is crazy. I am a trader. I bought... <laughs> For the first time ever, I want to. I want to. I'm not a princess. Was your other one a, a gift? Like, for the first time ever, I bought Skyrim on my PC, and there's a reason for that. Skyrim Together is a mod that has just jumped. Uh, Skyrim Together Reborn 1.0 just launched, and uh, Micah and I are going to try it out. Don't you have point. Skyrim on your Switch though? I don't. I was borrowing that from Eli and Morgan. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I I've been actually still looking. Still, have never bought Skyrim. Yeah, I'm. I am looking uh, to find it on Switch because I I really enjoyed playing through it on Switch. I really did. I had a uh, I had a blast with it. But I'm excited to play through it um, with some of the mod capabilities. I think that will be fun. Question is: Is there friendly fire? Probably, probably a setting where you can do that. Good. We could play Skyrim where like one of us tries to beat the game while the other person is hunting them down. <laughs> <laughs> I do being the hunter. Cause... Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Cause I'm not uh, good enough to not, I'm be not, the I'm not good enough to not be the hunter either. It's been a while since I played Skyrim. Yeah, you know, what game did that perfect dark for their N64. 
it's a popular it's a popular it like video incredible. thing like dream does it for minecraft if you recall yeah. those those videos the minecraft manhunt if you know what we should do that in breath of the wild when that multiplayer mod becomes publicly available i'd play that with you you hunt me down in, in breath of the wild i don't know how well that'd work i start to get close and then you just like wind bomb away or just start skating through the sky <laughs> as i watch just use zip away like oh, okay bye yep that's why I'm that's why I'm OK doing that one, because <laughs> I can win. What uh, we need is some Metroid Dread <laughs> and I could be an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. And uh, like you control an Emmy in Metroid Dread or or it's like that mode in Zombie U where you can like place. Oh, them. yeah, you place. the so zombies. You have, so someone has like a map and they get to like play stuff while the other person is playing Metroid. We, yeah, we need more games like that. We really do. Well, Micah, we've talked quite a bit more in the What You Playing section about not What You Playing stuff, so <laughs> we should probably move on to the next segment of our show, and let's talk the Nintendo news. All righty, I'll take this first news item. Um, a Rabbids Party game came out and flew completely under the radar. It is called like Rabbids Legends or something. Yeah, Rabbids Legend Party, something like that. Hold on, hold on, I'm pulling it up. No, it is Rabbids. Uh, not, I don't want to watch the trailer. Rabbids Party of Legends. Uh. A Ubisoft or Ubisoft, depending on where you are and how you like to pronounce that game, that went completely under the radar did it, like i i did not hear about this or see anything about this at all it was kind of wild you'd think that they would have at least like mentioned it talking about mario and rabbits but they're like no nope, nope, they this didn't is wanna, the rabbits didn't want to confuse people maybe i, I don't maybe, know maybe maybe but this one is launched and apparently it was like an exclusive in Japan, China, wasn't it? China oh, was it China? Japan. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember. A region exclusive, wherever it was, and is now getting, or is now out everywhere. So that's that. If you like rabbits, <laughs> more rabbits and parties. Why do? So Ubisoft had like Rayman. That's where rabbits originated. In Rayman, raving rabbits, right? Why? Why did they? Why did they like go all in on the rabbits and completely ditch Rayman? Because Rayman's a nerd. Not as good as Plock, that's for sure. <laughs> but no, like, like Rayman was like their guy, you know, like, like they're, they're too mascot. similar to Mies with the detached <laughs> limbs. Uh, he was, and as we he, all know, Mies are what killed the, the Wii U. They don't want the same thing happening. He existed long before the the Mies. Anyways, it's weird. I, I feel like Ubisoft needs to kind of circle back and go rein in the rabbits a little bit. I think they went a little too rabbit crazy. Yeah, but then we got these great Mario and Rabbids games. True. Yep. 
and moving on. <laughs> yeah, good transition. I, I was just wait. Listen, I'm I'm just waiting, making 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 Micah making Micah read some of these. <laughs> my, my favorite transition is just say I'm, I'm transitioning <laughs> to something else. All right. Well, I'm transitioning to the next news point. <laughs> yeah. Grade A transition right there. Nintendo <laughs> Japan a... announced a repair warranty service. I can't repair your transition. <laughs> um, yes. Can't fix what ain't broke. <laughs> Nintendo Japan announced a warranty service. This is interesting. So it's like through Nintendo, you pay like two bucks a month and you can send your thing in to get repaired. Uh, I was listening to Nintendo Dads today. And Jesse Waldeck was like, there's no way that this will come to the U.S. And I tend to agree with him. I don't think this will be a U.S. thing. There's just It's just a huge, huge audience and market here. That'd Too be many Butterfingers in the U.S. That would be a lot of repairs. I don't think there's any way they could make that a business that... I don't want to say profitable. I feel like they would just lose a lot of money on it. Because warranty businesses aren't exactly supposed to be designed to be profitable that's not that's not good for the customer but what i'm what i mean is like they would just lose a lot of money filling in those services whereas i think in japan they will not have as much of that but it's all inclusive you got drift you live in japan send it in although didn't they already do that I, I don't know if they still are doing the repairs, free repairs for Drift. I don't. Um, but you know what they are doing, Micah? <laughs> a transition to the next you... news item? <laughs> they're doing a tra- <laughs> they're They are giving us a free game trial of Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. We should have started with this. We had a great, we yeah, had an easy I, go. I, I, it seemed kind of weird to then... Uh... Start with rabbits, move to something else, and then come back to rabbits. We come back to rabbits, but that's, I mean, just like Ubisoft, we always come back to the rabbits for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, so you can play the original Mario plus Rabbits Kingdom Battle in prepping for Mario and Rabbits Sparks of Hope coming in October. And that game trial is going from the 6th to the 12th, so it'll be wrapping up soon by the time this episode airs. Um. So give it a shot. I mean, it's not a long game if you're cruising through. Yeah, but it also you can extend it a bit by collecting certain things and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could get through quite a bit of it. And also the game is like always on sale for. Oh, yeah. Like, like gold edition. $15. So. If you like it off based off the trial, just catch it on a sale and or wait for sparks of hope or wait beyond that for that one to go on sale or wait beyond that for the third game to go on sale. <laughs> or just never buy it yeah, yeah you're so excited that you never buy it i mean why would you buy Mario and rabbits 2 when you could buy the third one in three years yeah precisely precisely micah oh my goodness what was that Oh, Micah, it seems like the rumor Pikmin have busted their way into the news segment a little bit. Uh, Guys, you are not supposed to come until down the road. We have that segment later. But they were, you know, screaming a whole bunch 
about a new uh, Switch Pro. Switch Pro. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. But they're wrong. You want to know why they're wrong? Because there is no Switch Pro, you fools. <laughs> How strongly a, do you feel about these Switch Pro rumors? Hit us with the news, Micah. Hit us with the news. We are getting a new Splatoon-themed OLED and Pro Controller, a.k.a. the Switch Pro. I... Potentially. Okay, so in the course of a week, this happened before, after the last episode recorded and recording this episode now, a flood of rumors for Switch Pro coming because oh, Nintendo took down this trailer and like, oh, there's all these things. There's it's imminent. The pro is coming. Whoa. And you know, I, I mean, someone, someone took a screenshot of their like YouTube feed and it's like all these YouTubers that are like shocked face with a clearly like, like, like a fake, a fake, uh, Nintendo switch pro behind them. Like, like one you can just find off the internet by searching Nintendo Switch Pro. And they're all like, Switch Pro imminent? Nintendo Switch Pro leaked early? And, you know, capitalizing lots of words and stuff. I make fun of I make fun of it, but you know, we do we do similar stuff on our YouTube videos. What works works, I guess. Um although we don't report on that kind of stuff <laughs> in separate videos like a lot of these tubers do. Uh <clears throat> Also, you should check out Nintendo Palace YouTube. It's it's pretty great. Uh, but we do not. I, we don't do like news videos, other than our podcast. We do like gaming videos on 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 games we we play, like like the HUD Zelda HUD video and reactions to directs and trailers and things. But not like maybe we should. Maybe we should like every time there's a rumor, we we hop on and we make we make a ten minute video where it's just us going like Switch Pro's coming, Switch Pro's coming again. You know it's it's here. Everybody's saying it. Um, I I laughed because I didn't actually see any of those. You don't know why, Micah. I was let's see. I was out of town. <laughs> I, was, I was out of town i was on vacation and um <clears throat> so i like missed i i wasn't i wasn't online like tracking that stuff so i completely missed all the rumors and i came back i came back to just people talking about like wow everybody like the rumors for this are going crazy and i was like what happened and then like literally the next day <laughs> the next day nintendo announced a new splatoon themed oled so there there you go that was that was it so now we know anytime these nintendo switch pro rumors get like crazy and leaks happen and things like that just expect a new like a new switch color that's about like 100 hype levels down from what people are making it out to be online that or it's just still nothing's gonna happen <laughs> It's still super cool, okay? The new Splatoon-themed OLED is gorgeous. I think it looks Especially really good. Especially the Joy-Con. I think those look great. Like one thing the color I don't like, gradient. Yeah, one thing I don't like about the Joy-Con is they are not color gradient on both sides. It's like gray on the back. I'd say it's more of a white on the back. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the multicolor on that. I like the gradient on the front. I wish it was like that on both sides. I don't know. I, I think it looks kind of classy. 
Oh, you like it's it? It's like the like the mullet, but <laughs> reverse. Party in the front, party in the in front, the back. business on the back. Yeah, good, good call. Uh, the dock looks really good, and the new Pro Controller looks really cool too. If you had to get a Switch OLED, what color scheme would you get? Would you think you'd go with this one? Uh, probably. Although just the original color scheme also looks real nice. Red and blue or the white? The white. Yeah, the black and white looks really nice together. Um, agreed. Now, this does bring up the question, do you think they'll have a Zelda one for Breath of the Wild 2? We didn't get a Zelda Switch for original Breath of the Wild, but that was also because it maybe because it was a launch title. Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely should. I, I think agree. it would I think it would do quite well if they did. I, yeah, it would be very hard to get. I think I would upgrade my OLED to buy a Zelda model. I would I would wow. like sell mine and, and get the new one. Or you could just give it to me and then buy a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically yeah, just, an just, option. Just to lose the money. Yeah, it makes sense. I it, it was it was uh talked about on our Discord. What if they did a gold, a gold switch, you know, because that's like what they do for Zelda stuff, like the gold cartridges. They have the gold Wii remote and nunchuck combo that you could get. I don't actually remember that. Oh, man, I I can just picture that being super cool on like like gold Joy-Cons on either side. And the they cool. had like the Monster Hunter, which. Those kind of had like the gold decals, didn't they? Yeah, it would probably be more like the Wii U, which was just the black Wii U, but it had uh, Zelda-y gold trim type things on it and a Triforce on it. It's cool looking, but I mean, not quite as cool looking as the gold Wii remote <laughs> was. So, yeah. <laughs> Fairbairn chat says actually gold. A- actually, what what Fairbairn said was actually golf, but I think that was Which a typo. Yeah, confused <laughs> actually, me a, a actually little bit. Actually, golf. <laughs> like, sure, we can talk about golf. You like golf, Micah? Have you ever played oh, golf in golf. real life? Actually, we have. You and I did. Yeah, in my that backyard. One time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and broke... I broke one of your golf. Yeah, clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on what was potentially the greatest swing I've ever had in my life. That's true. I hit only ball. There I don't was even no know. ground. Yeah, I don't even know how that happened. Like it I, felt like it, that swing just felt so right, and it just felt so good. And then the head of the golf club just shot off with the ball. Um. So, so back to the the Wii remote being actually gold. Now there was an actual gold plated Wii remote and Wii that was made as a gift for special promo for the Queen of England. So that that does exist, but no, I'm talking about like, I'd want real gold, gold colored. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'd want. I but I I want whatever it is. Zelda theme. Yeah, just give, give me it to like me. the Sheikah slate. Just inject that theme. straight into my brain. <laughs> like, just, so I, I hit myself pretty hard. <laughs> just smacked myself with my switch. Uh. <laughs> Let's move on. I mean, they, they could just make just make it look like a Sheikah slate, 
right? I mean, easy. You know, like insane, insane idea. Very good. Yeah. Yep. Well, because <laughs> I mean, that's kind of it's got go. that little bit of blue, and then it's kind of got that gold. That splatoon, that splatoon themed OLED is really cool, and I just think, man, I wish I was like really into Splatoon because. <laughs> Because they get all the cool stuff, man. Like, like they're get, they, Nintendo freaking loves Splatoon fans. They just hate us Zelda fans, apparently. <laughs> That's not true. We get Zelda games like every year. But two Splatoon games on one system that are really good looking? Like, I, I just feel like... You know, certain fandoms in the Nintendo, in the Nintendo space get... A little bit extra special treatment, I'd say. Uh, Fire Emblem is one of those. Yep, <laughs> they get they get quite a bit of stuff, and then and then you know, just got us crying over in the corner of Star Fox fans. <laughs> we get nothing, nothing for you. You're not our favorite child. But then we look over at the F Zero fans. It feels <laughs> just a little bit better. They're they're not. Those 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 don't exist. Obviously, <laughs> all all ten of the F Zero fans. Oh uh, man, yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> our next news item is is you know we talked a lot about the Wii Remote. Guess what's guess what's back? Guess who's back? It's the Wii Shop Channel and DSI Shop. They're back up. But no purchasings available, but they're back up. I think they were down. I don't think they were intended to be down yet. And they were down just for a long time and not put back up for some reason. So if you have purchases on there, outstanding games that you can download, you can access those. And now's the time. Like, go on there and download everything, because who knows when this will go down and never come back. There, There you go. Also, maybe we should just go on to listen to the Wii Shop channel music. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a classic. It is pretty good. I I'll spare you guys <laughs> me singing the rest. I was hoping you just keep going. Oh, okay. You can keep with the next news item. I'll just keep going here. Okay, yeah. I actually don't really know really what this news item is about per se. Uh, ice cream. I, I missed. Oh, oh, this is an ice cream one. Uh, I missed that one a little bit. So uh, let's take the game to the next level. Our dream team of Nintendo creations for summer are here. And there's the Mighty Pink Puff, the Superstar Sprinkle Blast, and the Island Getaway. Yeah, these are some pretty awesome names for ice cream flavors. Not gonna lie. The Kirby's, the Mighty Pink Puff, Superstar Sprinkle Blast, I think it's uh, Mario. I was going to say Star Wars for some reason. That is not, that's <laughs> not accurate. Uh, I'm assuming Animal Crossing for the island getaway. Yeah. Yep. And they look really yummy. I actually went past a Cold Stone while I was on vacation. I was like, ooh, that, those look good. Uh, and I should have. I didn't think they were... I. I but I, I, I just didn't. I, I was, I, I was on vacation. I'd already spent a lot of money, so I was like, I'm not gonna <laughs> spend oh, yeah. more on ice cream. 
Also, I wish that these like gave something. You know, like last time they did a Cold Stone promo, you like could redeem the code to get stuff. I wish these ice cream things came with some in-game rewards. Like, you know, I I, I don't know, uh, I like a free Cold Stone ice cream cup for your Animal Crossing island. Uh, or like you could put it in to get some extra points and Kirby in the Forgotten Land. And nothing with Mario Party because they don't support that game <laughs> post-launch ever. They, yeah. they just add a new character and you're just an ice cream cone. That would be really awesome. What Way would too it? awesome. Yes. Oh, yes. I'd play, I'd play the heck out of that character. You could get a nice little ice cream hat for your character. It just puts an eye. <laughs> no, no. What it does is it just attaches an ice cream cone to their hand. And they're just holding it the just whole time. Just at all times. Mm-hmm. Like when Nintendo like sells it. out. <clears throat> That's for sure. Um, the next news item, speaking of sells out, uh, the Pokemon Company printed 9 billion Pokemon cards in the year and the fiscal year ending this last March, more than doubling 2020's production in total. And 30% of all Pokemon cards ever have been printed in the past two years. That's crazy. Insanity. That is so many Pokemon like cards. Why? Why? Why are they doing so well all of a sudden? Well, pandemic like gave them a huge boost and they got really popular among streaming and gaming communities and circles because people would open packs on on stream. I mean, you know, we we were reporting on this a whole bunch in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, with stores not selling them like in person anymore cuz <laughs> people, people, people were going crazy. Fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's it's what a what a world it's like pokemon is like the best if you stuck with it you know because it never went away it has been absolutely never die top of the food chain for what it is for since it came out and i feel like the last couple years the craze the pokemon craze has been bigger than even i remember it being at like peak hype in the 90s you know yeah but speaking of which i i should just change these the order of these around hold on yeah we almost did the same thing with the. we almost did the same thing where we were like hey let's come back to pokemon yeah i really should organize this by topic i just organize the news bullets by how i see them i think you do the same (laughs) we just kind of like slap them in there Oh no! You you spend you oh, oh yeah okay. of course oh okay every okay. time all right <laughs> put my heart and soul into the ordering of the news items. So speaking of Pokemon, next news item <laughs> read by Micah. <laughs> We're so professional. I love it. Pokemon Puzzle League uh, on the Nintendo sixty four NSO Online Japan. Gets custom Robo one and two. Oh, 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 yes, yes. This is uh, so. This is this should have potentially been two news bullets. Okay, so I first, like, I feel like I read this real weird. <laughs> <laughs> first, July fifteenth, Pokemon Puzzle League for the the N sixty four is coming. And for those that do not know, Panel Dupont, my favorite puzzle game, 
or Tetris Attack, depending on where how you played it. This is the sequel to the the sequel series to Panel Dupont. Like it's the same puzzle mechanics, just with the Pokemon aesthetic. So it's Panel Dupont with '90s Pokemon energy. Sign me up. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't actually I will... played this before. I haven't played this before, and I am so hyped for this to come out. I will be playing I a ton. Don't I don't think I'll uh, be able to play it any after playing Panel Dupont so much that one night, <laughs> just so I could beat it before you on the hardest <laughs> hidden difficulty, <laughs> which is just so unfair. That difficulty is so dumb. Just the worst things happen to you. Inferno in chat says, I like this skin better. Uh, I think I think I probably will as well. The trailer for it, I mean, it showed like they have like an actual anime clip where they're talking to Professor Oak and he's like, you've been invited to join the the Pokemon Puzzle League. And so Pikachu and Ash are like, oh boy. And they go, and uh, one of the enemies you fight is James in a dress, which I thought was, was uh, that's good. On point on point for pokemon gotta have it i hope they have all the voice actors and it's just over the top and goofy if not it's paneled upon man i i i I don't care what it what it looks like or has it's just it's gonna be great i'm very excited i'm so excited i wish i could have like recorded my reaction to finding out this was coming out like this this would have been fun in a direct like i would have i would have just lost my mind yes yes not as much and I would as have other groaned things. internally. <laughs> Typical reactions to things I enjoy. <laughs> oh, and lastly, but certainly not leastly, especially money-wise, <laughs> for reals, <laughs> the king of the Koopas is coming to the world of Lego with a Bowser Lego Mario thing it's a bowser it's you can build bowser he's out of lego out of lego and he's not it's not to scale with like the lego mario toys just want to make that clear it's also not life scale either it's i don't think it's smaller it it may be compatible with lego mario in some way i I think most of the lego sets are they have like a (laughs) qr code if you put them on they'll be like weird sound effect type stuff we'll see uh this Chonky boy costs two hundred and seventy dollars US. And yeah, for that price, he is not nearly as big as I thought he would be. (laughs) (laughs) And granted, it's still pretty big for a a Lego person. Legos are expensive. They they are. I mean, you you go and you look at, at how much Lego sets cost, they are pricey. Um Oh, okay. Monkey Thunder coming in chat. Thank you for the correction. Bowser is compatible. They showed it off in the video. Oh, it's got movement and everything. Okay. Okay. So it does it does function with the Lego Mario and Lego Luigi. It just seems like he will be significantly bigger than them. Maybe I should have watched the full trailer. I just saw the pictures. <laughs> I didn't look at the trailer. My bad. What kind of research do we do here? What is wrong with me? Um, yeah, wow. I can't believe you didn't research this more. <laughs> yeah, my God. How dare I? Me, only me. Here's the thing. I think Lego has gotten a little bit too big for its britches. All right? They are way overcharging. I mean, if they're plastic. 
How much? It, 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 this probably this costs them like seven dollars to make. Y- yes. Okay. So, so I I posted this on Twitter. I was like, because uh, Sean Capri, friend of the show, uh, was like, "Let's go." He's pretty hyped for this, and I was like, I was like, "Yeah, you're you're hyped, but I don't I don't think you're gonna get this. This thing costs as much as a switch, essentially." <laughs> Like you can buy this this Bowser or you can buy a switch and he's like, Well, it's not made of cardboard. And someone responded, uh, I think it was Bronson, another friend of the show, was like, Well, it's made of plastic. And Sean's like, Yeah, so it costs more. <laughs> I was like, No, no, that's not <laughs> plastic is not expensive to produce. I don't think it's that expensive to produce. I I I I really don't. I feel like Lego is really leaning heavy on their brand similar i you know this is hypocritical because this is similar to what nintendo does with their ip they they do not discount at all their games yeah but, apparently plastic costs about a dollar or a little less per pound how much does this bowser weigh not 270 pounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's for sure oh man it's just like, who is this for? Because Bowser, as a character, I, I, I this, this is like for the collectors, right? Because nobody, no parents gonna buy their kid a two hundred seventy dollar Lego set. I mean, th- th- there obviously will be, but like that's just not accessible to the average, the average consumer, the average Mario player is not going to buy this. And I just feel like there's a missed opportunity here. The Lego Mario set is pushing it on cost. I want to say they're like $60, $70 for the Lego Marios. I'm going to look that up on the side here. Yeah, I mean, like, even that seems like a lot. That's even $50. Got some $50. Fancy, it's got some fancy technology in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like, it's, yeah, it's, I, I was right. It was about six, it's about $60. And I mean, we bought, we bought, we got Mario as a gift. Our son got that for Christmas and we bought with Christmas money, uh, Luigi so that my daughter could have one too. And she was playing with it today. Actually, right here. Here I see this horrifying nightmare because they've ripped all of the body she's, parts off of Luigi. missing a little bit of something there. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> Oh, he's registering as on fire. Yeah, so uh I just I just feel like this Bowser's too expensive. That's my opinion. I I think I think I think Lego has gotten a little bit out of hand. Like they it does not cost as much to produce. This should be like half this price. And even that seems kind of pricey. It I mean it's it's decently sized, but it's not huge. It's way smaller than you think it would be for 300 bucks. Yeah, I mean, it does look like it. I can't quite tell. There's like some custom pieces that might only work for this creation. But even like Lego sets that just use like the generic pieces that fit for everything are still really expensive. Yeah, I don't I don't like this. I don't like this price. That, that price is is too, too high. It's too high. That's that's how I feel about it. But I think it's cool looking. Ninfredo says that uh, the 
Optimus Prime is about the same price, like the actual Optimus Prime. Is he like life size? <laughs> life size Optimus Prime Lego set. Yeah, but, but does it turn into a real drivable car? I don't know. Like, there are some very expensive Lego sets. I think I think one of the most expensive is the. You do like oh, there's the Titanic. Isn't there's like, like the a big, Death Star, the big ship. It might. It, I don't think it's the Death Star. I think it's actually the Star Destroyer. The big destroyer. Pizza shape. The, the biggest ship. ones. Those are like really pricey, like a couple thousand dollars, for sure. Anyways, that's the news this week. So, Micah, what do you say we jump to the next segment of our show and let's talk in the rumor mill? All right, these rumor Pikmin busted in earlier, but we're but we're back and in in things are in order. We blew the whistle, and uh, they're they're all gathered up to dish us up some some tasty rumor fruit. I don't know why we started this whole rumor mill and Pikmin side story <laughs> that we have going here at Nintendo Pals, but I love it. Pikmin are awesome. You can take this first one, Micah. Oh, yeah. Inscription has been rated for the PS4 in Australia, and there's hopes that it will be coming to other consoles as well. Yes. Inscription, which I've heard a lot about, but don't know much about. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about this game as of approximately two hours ago, and uh, oh. my expectations are very high. So I, I don't know much about it other than it was really well liked by the yeah, people. Yeah, it's very highly rated. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Do you, did you did you look into what it is at all? Of course I did. Did you not? I did not. It's, it's a kind computer of like a game, game, and it's like a roguelike deck building game. Oh. Developed by Daniel Mullins, I believe. Oh, now that I'm looking at screenshots of it, I did, I did see this one. So and guess what? Is... It's also published by Devolver Digital. So one this is publishers. one where, like, you're playing a card game, but like in this like really creepy space, and there's, there's like stuff with the world around you, but you're playing the card game in this world. So that's cool. So kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I guess I don't know. I'm looking. At, I'm just looking at the screenshots of it. it. This this looks right up my alley. I would like this game a lot. I think. So uh, I definitely hope it comes. Next rumor: Mario Kart Tour coming to PC. Now this rumor comes from uh, I believe it was, I believe it was spread around over on Reddit. Now the rumor is that the Google play store is coming to PC and essentially that gives a route where you can play Mario Kart tour on PC. They'll be adding mouse controls and you can play it there. That's pretty cool. I guess (laughs) (laughs) I just, I will not play this on PC. That's not going to make it better for me, but if it's on PC, can it be modded? Do you think people would mod the game to make it actually good? Wow, so you don't think it's good? I think Mario Kart Tour is terrible. I don't like it at all. I don't like the auto drive. It doesn't feel like Mario Kart. It it, and and like it just doesn't feel rewarding or fun. But it looks really good. 
I'll tell you that. Like, it looks really good. And the characters and the costumes, all that stuff's pretty cool. The gotcha system, not cool. But the characters and costumes are really cool. And the courses are really cool. But yeah, I I, I just don't think it's great. I think it's a pretty terrible Mario game, honestly. (laughs) Compared to every other Mario Kart game, it's just not as good. Right. Right. So that's all I have to say about that. Are you, would you play this on (laughs) PC? I play this like twice for like seven minutes total. It might be fun to have it on there. So you could like, we could like stream it. That would be cool. But we Uh, also just have Mario Kart. We could stream. Yeah, but there's like other games that would be fun. Like that aren't on the Switch. Oh, other games in general. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Magikarp Jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. got that on my phone. I've been too lazy to delete Pokemon it. Pokemon Smile? Will. Pokemon Smile? Let's stream some Pokemon Smile. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave funny. that one for you. <laughs> my kids play that every day still. My daughter, not every day, but most days she wants to. And uh, she's gotten to the point now where while brushing. So you start with the teeth brushing, and if you're brushing good enough, or at a certain point, a Pokemon appears. And it's all covered in purple gunk. And the more you brush, the the more you clean it off. And then you get to see what Pokemon it is. And if it's completely clean, you get a Master Ball to catch it. Anyways, when the Pokemon appears, she flips out. I've shared this on the on the show before, but she's like, I gotta get that Pokemon! But now, if I'm not up there or nearby... She starts just yelling for me. Dad! 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 I gotta get the Pokemon! (laughs) (laughs) And it is the best. I I just, I love that this app has instilled a love of Pokemon in my children. Maybe this is indoctrinating. I don't care. Yeah, that's how they get you. Because I, I like Pokemon and I like seeing my kids share a love of something that I enjoy. It's like, you know when your dad brought you to a baseball game and you had a great time at the baseball game, your dad's like, Oh good. My son's into sports. And then we went home and we played video games and never got into sports. Um, maybe this is too personal. No, yep. I'm just kidding. My dad isn't really into sports. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but Micah's dad, he does like sports actually yeah, quite a bit. I think he doesn't watch sports as much as he used to. Oh, really? Oh, the last couple of years, yeah. He's too busy. He's too busy playing the pickleball now. Exactly. Playing the sports. Playing the sports. <laughs> Random tangents this episode all over the place. Yeah, for real, though. <laughs> you could take this last rumor, and then we can jump over to the community corner. Let's get this moving. We got we got to get to the community corner. Yeah, Best Buy may potentially have leaked Nickelodeon Kart Racers 3 Slime oh boy. Speedway, Speaking which of is a game we've all been waiting for. Speaking of kart games that I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think this is better or worse than Mario Kart Tour? I think this is probably better. Which is saying something. <laughs> Which is really an insult to Mario Kart Tour. I don't know. Like, th- what's funny is I didn't know there was a second one. I guess I did know there was a second one. 
I feel like why? Demo, I've seen like the first one like just came out or something. Am I crazy? Why? I think you're Maybe thinking, I'm thinking of, of the two. second one. Yeah. Why are all these cart racer IP cart racers so terrible? Even like, the why? Sonic one. Which I've heard is is decent. Um, there's also like the Disney one that's coming out soon, right? The free to play one. Maybe. I don't remember what it's called. What about back in the day, Diddy Kong Racing? That was awesome. That was awesome. But that's not coming back. She ain't coming back, Myra. That's my my divinity. (laughs) My divinity uh, quote of the day for you, Micah. Um, yeah, so there you go. Best Buy put up that this is like, uh, like a listing for this. So Monkey Thunder points out that Switch has gotten three Nickelodeon kart racers before it got a new Mario Kart. (laughs) That's because they're busy porting tour to the computer. (laughs) They don't have time to put out new courses and stuff. Oh, man. Let's move on to the the next segment of our show, and let's talk in... This is, this is the part of the show that is led with community-submitted questions and topics. That's the Community Corner. And in today's Community Corner, we have a bunch of questions, actually. But first, I want to highlight that we got a <clears throat> an updated five-star review from our good buddy, Parbrand listens to the show and leaves us a five like updates or five star review almost every week appreciate that par brand i don't always see those because uh it looks like like i can see apple updates because i can i can like see that the that the old one is gone but it takes a bit for the new one to pop up so those don't always come on in time so sorry if we miss those par brand but uh says hey andros and micah on the 4th of July, I got the graphic novel Wings of Fire, book five. It's so awesome. I'm reading it in my quest to get all Wings of Fire graphic novel books. Um, cannot wait to read them all. Okay, so then, I'll, so I was going to ask you, Micah, have you read, have, have you ever read graphic novels? What are your thoughts on them? Um, I... I have read like one, and it was White Sands. Oh, you read the Brandon Sanderson one? But yeah, I was going to say Sanderson. I was. That's what I was going to ask you about that one. And I, I even read it for the first part of it. They had a because uh, originally he planned it to not be a graphic novel, so he kind of had like just a regular written version that you could also mm-hmm. read. And not going to lie, I kind of liked that more. I did really enjoy some of the imagery <clears throat> from the graphic novel, so that was really cool. But it might be because you read it first. Like if you had read the graphic novel version first, maybe you would have liked it more. I think I looked at the graphic novel version first, actually. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I just have an easier time fully understanding what's happening when I'm reading it compared to like w- looking at the graphic interesting novel version. Cause they're, they're just like still images that sometimes don't fully convey what's happening to me i i have read a fair share my little brother was super into uh manga i don't know if that really counts as i i'd say that's graphic yeah 
um, he was he was super into manga specifically for games. So I I've read through most of the Zelda. Well, no, not really most of <laughs> a portion of the Zelda mangas. Interesting portrayal. I don't like that Link talks in it, and they make him slightly emotional in some of those. That, and I'm just like, mm, I don't yeah, like. Yeah, he's this. been holding in his emotions for so long. <laughs> I don't like just it. Let, don't him, like the let him be a little emotional. But they are cool. They are cool. Uh, and then there's the Pokemon ones, which I think I think those ones are really fun. Those are good. And then I'm trying to think of anything I've read even remotely recently, graphic novel wise. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not opposed to it, but just who has time for reading, you know? <laughs> so you do even less reading. Yeah. This way. <laughs> They're essentially picture pictures. books for grownups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I, just I, offend like a whole bunch of people there. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? They're not for grownups. They're for children. They're you for offended someone that's on everyone. That. Yeah. They're, they're for everyone. Depending on the book. Um. Yeah. Anytime I hear that, though, I think of graphic audio, which is how I really enjoyed listening to Brandon Sanderson's books that way. Not for everybody. In the same way, graphic novels maybe aren't for everybody. Uh, but graphic audio, they like have sound effects and different voice actors for the different characters. That's really cool. That would that would be fun. That would actually be fun to make and put together. Um. <clears throat> Parbrand also has another game recommendation for us. Check out Brawl Stars. It has some awesome lore. And Karos Time Gaming, shout out to, to YouTuber Karos Time Gaming who does theories on Brawl Stars. I didn't know Brawl Stars had lore. I will have to look at that because I am familiar vaguely with Brawl Stars, but didn't didn't really I, I thought it was just kind of a Smash Bros clone. <laughs> yeah, kind of the same. Interesting. So I'll, I'll check it out. Thank you, Parbrand, for leaving us an updated five-star review. Remember, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, and Audible. There's not a lot of reviews on um, Audible. So definitely, if, if you want to help fill that out, there's that would, that would be cool. To anybody out there, not to Parbrand specifically, <laughs> to anybody out there if you want to. All right, Mike, you can give us a hit us up with the first. Uh, well, the next question, I guess. Yeah, uh, by asked by Mute Dog the Gamer. Have either of you brought your handheld gaming system with you to school? If so, were you ever caught and had your game system confiscated by a teacher slash principal? What's the story? Um. Oh, I'm seeing in chat. I'm catching up on chat here. Fairbear hates graphic audio. She had a bad experience. I think you listened I to the think wrong I think I know the exact I, I know the exact yeah. experience, yeah. Yeah. It was a, a goofy, a goofy spot in a book. Um <laughs> anyways. Uh um, is that also a quote from the Italian job? That that I had a bad experience. Yeah, maybe. When he's that's, talking about dogs, like I think. Yeah. <sighs> but back to the question. I have brought my handheld gaming system with me to school before, for sure. 
it has been so long that I do not remember what that was like exactly. I definitely didn't get it confiscated. I wasn't the type of kid to play like during school time. It was like that that was play at recess and uh in breaks and things. Is what is what I would do. Yeah, um, I I don't actually remember ever bringing a console to school, but I feel like I must have at some point. And then in college, I rocked bringing my 3DS everywhere. Got to get that, that street, street pass. pass. Oh, yeah, brother. Got to get that street pass going. I'd bring all my the... little uh, pokey pedometer thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Golds. yeah. We did. I did that a lot in high school. Yeah. 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 I remember like the track team there in high school. They like everybody had one. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I I don't remember it being. This is kind of boring, <laughs> boring answer with like I never got it confiscated, but I just remember. I for college time it was awesome to have the 3ds around so I could play the Street Pass Plaza games. Find me. I I had a neighbor that had a 3ds as well, and so he got super leveled up on my Find Me game to like. Just cra- so every 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 day, I'd just get this like super overpowered me, and I get to clear through a bunch of levels. That's such a fun game. I'd love some sort of spiritual successor to that. I guess, um, Metopia is sort of a spiritual successor to that, which I need to get back to. That's a it's an interesting game. <laughs> Shirtless Micah and uh, Blondie. Yeah, and it looks just like me when I take my shirt off. <laughs> The like twenty pack, oh yeah, uh, so so great with a fedora too. Like what a what a look! Like you look like a Xenoblade character, man, <laughs> in that game. Yeah, Metopia Micah is a very bold Micah. <laughs> he is a very bold Micah. Uh, thanks so much for the question, Mutog. Uh, you have a better answer than I do, Micah. No, no, no. Stories. Yeah, I I don't even remember bringing one to school, so I I definitely haven't been caught. Yeah. So there you there you have it. There were way more exciting stories on our Discord. People playing like at like there there I, I believe it was Monkey Thunder would play as a teacher. <laughs> would have it have it there, but it was like uh, on like special occasions yeah, where the kids yeah were like when students are giving nice. presentations and yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't I don't need to <laughs> I don't need to watch that play Pokemon here on the side. Uh, next question comes from Brian Eck. Uh, he actually has a couple questions for us, but <clears throat> am I being completely, am I completely being unrealistic to think that Nintendo could release a Switch Pro or Switch Revision with dual screens? Maybe it's just me, but I'd love if the next Switch had dual 1080p screens or the main screen was an OLED. I think it could work. Maybe make it slim enough so that it could still dock. Throw in streaming functionality up to 4K. Well, okay, we're getting we're getting a little we're getting crazy here. But only while, while in docked mode. mode and better battery life. Now you're playing with power. Or what if the screen was foldable? So I want to talk about this. I think this is an interesting topic. I don't know if he actually presented this as a topic for us to talk about, but it's been brought up before. Dual screen switch. What do you think? You want that? Uh Heck yeah, because then it'd be even easier. Well, if the screen could come apart, they just need to make it so you can have two screens. 
Because I just you want, want Nintendo Land. I want Nintendo Land. That's fair. Fair point. But a double. I, so what? So so you're talking like a switch that has the ability that it has two switches on it. So it's like it's, a dock with like two slots. The, yeah, it itself <laughs> is the dock, and you can undock your switch you know, from your switch dock. I was looking at a, a news switch. article that I didn't add in uh, just because I didn't have time to read it over. But Reggie recently was talking about why Nintendo never used two game pads with the Wii U because I, I remember them talking about like you'd be able to have more than one. Um. Here's the quote he has. What was interesting was with the Wii U, there was a full development plan for all the interesting interactions and all the capabilities that the system could do. Um, so in that case, technically, we could have had multiple gamepads. Could multiple gamepads communicate with the Wii U? The answer was yes, but the install base never got large enough for that type of implementation to make sense. So, man, if the Wii U had been more successful, do you think they would have had, like, double dock support what kind of cool game things could you do with that i mean just think about jackbox party pack and uh like space team these games where everybody has their own phone screen and and that's like super limited but if everybody had a game pad like the different things you could do with multiplayer that would be super cool yeah well, i you think the get... game pad essentially is just it didn't have any like processing and just like streamed. Dude, you, what if we got like a console port of Artemis? Remember that game, Micah? Oh yeah, Spaceship Bridge that game was Simulator. Awesome. Yeah, and you Can always put... blame everything on the engineer, <laughs> even if you're the one that forgot to turn the shields on. Oh, what a time! What a time we had playing that game. That's that's a, a Star Trek Bridge Simulator, essentially. Where everybody has everybody has the game and has their own computer, which is just like straight up like a technical screen, like you would be playing on on the ship. Uh, man, that would be sick. With like a gamepad for each person, like a Star Fox bridge. That's our next Star Fox a, game. Nintendo, make it happen! A, a, a flipping like you control the Great Fox as a team there's like an engineer there's there's also you can like go out and and fly the ships oh oh i i crave this game that i just made up (laughs) man what a great idea uh dual screen switch though probably not i don't think it's gonna happen and honestly i'm i'm okay with it not happening i i liked the ds and the 3ds a lot but I don't think we need to have the dual screen. I think I think that I'm, I'm not gonna say gimmick. That functionality, that feature, is the, the ship has sailed. But what about three screens? <gasps> boom, boom, boom! It folds up and down. It folds out. It's like a freaking. <laughs> it's like uh, no, we need five like... screens. <laughs> They're in layers, and you sit inside of it. Oh yeah. No. What what? I really want is VR support. That's what I think they need to do. And I'm, I'm honestly shocked that they didn't take it beyond flipping it. Not Labo VR, everybody. No, I'm talking like you get a headset, you dock your switch into the headset, you pull off the joy cons, which are very good as like a external controller. And you play VR games in, in that. That's what I think I'd like to see next. 
personally. Maybe I maybe I'm a little crazy. I like VR. It might be pretty cool. I just don't know if necessarily the hardware is quite there. Yeah, I don't know though. Like the Quest isn't like crazy powerful. It's probably more powerful than the Switch, but it's about the same price. I don't I don't know. I don't know the specs on those and how they compare. But a pro model of the Switch, which I don't believe exists. Okay. Here's here's where I'm coming on this. We talked about the Switch Pro rumors and how it ended up being Splatoon. And I was like, it's never coming. I'm I'm serious. I don't think the Switch Pro is real. I don't think it's coming. And I think that so they will breaking just breaking news. Uh Switch Pro reports. <laughs> I think that we will just have to wait till the next iteration. And everybody goes, oh, well, the Switch Pro is going to be the next iteration, whatever that. I think that you guys are just all full of it, all right? Okay, listen. The you No matter what happens, everybody's going to call the whatever the next Nintendo iteration is. The, that was the Switch Pro that was rumored. Bologna, or baloney, as, as, as some might say. Baloney. I think that they... They're, there is not a switch pro it's just going to be the next thing i hope that it is still a switch like like it's still a portable and dockable console of sorts but i think it will just be straight up the next thing it's not going to be an improved pro model of the existing switch but that's just me I'd ha- I'd happily be proven wrong, and I'd buy whatever came out. <laughs> but, Especially if it had some uh, my expectations Zelda are, art. Hey, my expectations for what the, what's going to come is down here, and y'all's expectations looking for the Switch Pro with 4K, all that jazz is way up here. You guys are all going to be disappointed. No matter what happens, I'm going to have a great time. So take that, world. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. I've upset enough of the <laughs> the, the pro believers <laughs> for today. Maybe right. I'm just sick of it, okay? Maybe I'm just sick of hearing about it. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Maybe I'd be excited. Uh, another question by Brian Eck. With the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 releasing soon, what Nintendo games do you think have the best voice acting? You know, Pokemon, fantastic voice acting. They don't have voice acting. They need it so bad. What the heck is happening with Pokemon? Why? Sorry, I'm just I'm jazzed up. I'm riled up about the uh, <laughs> Switch Pro still. Um, What Nintendo? I, I, I seriously spent a lot of time. Mansion. I spent a lot of time thinking about this question. And my number one game for voice acting, which I think has the best voice acting out of any Nintendo game, is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, there's not a ton of like dialogue in that i but fight the, for my friends but but the voiced lines are very well done and then you know <laughs> free for all <laughs> greninja like that kudos the to classic ness okay yeah cl- kudos to the announcer voice and to um all the character voices it's just it's just really well done but I think this is talking more towards a game like Xenoblade Chronicles with voice acted like dialogue <laughs> lines that mix it mix. So what do you have for that? Do you do you have anything? Luigi's Mansion. There's not dialogue in Luigi's Mansion. There kind of is. Oh, as Luigi, you can yell for Mario. 
true. Okay. And sometimes Luigi L yells extra scared like, and it's yeah, probably the true. best that, acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've ever heard. And and his humming. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. That is that is a classic. I think that falls in line with the similar answer to my Smash Bros. one, where it's like not except really, it's not a terrible really, answer. Not really voice acting, but it is voice acting, and it's very good. So I, no, I, I think I think we need to answer this on the lines of something Xenoblade Chronicles, like something with like full voice acted lines and dialogue between characters. You got anything uh, for that? The memories in Breath of the Wild are voice acted pretty good. I, I, that's exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> Great minds, man. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah. And so do ours. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually really like the voice acting in Breath of the Wild in the uh, in the voice acted cutscenes, and I would love it if they just. There's not that much dialogue in the game. They should just voice act the whole game. Hmm. I don't know. There's there's a fair amount of there really there really is dialogue. Well, you can talk to everyone. Yes, but all of those characters have like two lines. Just hire those five guys from Skyrim. They'll do all of them. <laughs> Let me guess. Someone stole your sweet roll. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of another game, Nintendo game that has like voice acting. Xenoblade is the is the is the other one. I I find Xenoblade's uh, voice acting so anime, and I I, I appreciate it. You gotta appreciate it. Right? They're messing with our lives. <laughs> That's what I remember from Xenoblade Three's trailer. <laughs> Fire Emblem's another one, but I haven't played enough of that to really appreciate the voice acting. I think it's done well. I mean, it's tomorrow sunshine. <laughs> no, <laughs> that voice acting Pretty is terrible. Great. It's so terrible. Bad. How dare you? It's so bad. Although <laughs> Bowser Jr. Honest, I didn't even remember there being voice acting until someone said it in Discord. I was like, there was voice acting in this game. <laughs> Go look it up. Man. I need to it's play bad. it again. It's bad. Metroid Other M. Oh, gosh. Monkey Thunder. No, <laughs> I heard that voice acting was fantastic. The baby. All she talks about is the baby. The baby. Um, I haven't actually played it, but uh, but I have seen a lot of the cutscenes from that game. I mean, does and Hades say, count? Hades? Yeah, it's on a Nintendo system. It's almost It's Nintendo. not a Nintendo game, but if we're talking games with voice acting on the Nintendo system. So let's, let's talk Nintendo games first, and then we can branch out. So Hades is great. Uh, gosh, I had another one in my brain that popped in it entered in and it went out they did a lot of voice acting for battle for atlas the star fox stuff and star fox just in general hey, yeah, star fox adventures that probably had great voice acting um i'm trying i'm trying to follow my train of thought here i was on metroid other m oh my my other thought was CD CDI Zelda. Well, I could eat a whole me. Octorock. No, that's the TV show. Oh, is that the TV show? <laughs> I'm so hungry, I could eat a whole Octorock. That's that was awful, awful animation, awful voice acting. I feel bad for everybody involved in that project. Well, 
It wasn't as bad as that one Zelda commercial. Which one? The horrifying one. I mostly blocked uh, it from my memory. I just remembering it being terrible. The one that's like Zelda, Zelda, he hats. Yeah, that that was the best line from the whole thing. That guy's that yeah that guy's insane. Um, no, so I I I would the game that needs it the most is Pokemon. Pokemon needs voice acting. And they make a billion dollars off every game they do, so I'm, I'm, I don't think it's that expensive to put in. At least to some degree, put in some voice acting. It felt weird in Sword and Shield. I started the cutscene. You got the president of the whatever corporation, and he's up there. There's all these sound effects, and it's like... Clink. The only noise was the clinking between text boxes. Beep. <laughs> Beep. He's just a very quiet speaker. You had to turn your volume up. <laughs> turn it so up. So you could hear the, the voice acting. Absolutely terrible. It was a disgrace, honestly. Like, like at that st- at this stage, bring it. Like, and I, I hope that they have it in Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, well, I, it, I, probably, it probably would have taken them like an extra year to make the game if they added voice acting. But, but Micah. Pokemon has an anime and like all of these other things that they constantly have voice actors for. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get why, why quality can't transition between the different things that are under their umbrella. I I don't know. Okay. So, so games that are on Nintendo systems with voice acting uh, that are not Nintendo. You said Hades. Yeah. Especially thought, when you catch a flame eater and he sings flame eater. Flame eater. Yeah, that's, that's pretty great. Uh, I really liked, I, I think Stanley Parable, Ultra Deluxe, the voice actor in that game is phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Rocket League. What a save. That's not... I guess I guess they do have uh, a guy that is the narrator. Talking. He sometimes gets very excited. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of anything else. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like scan through my. Switch yeah, over. even uh, widening widening the net. I still can't think of. I just. Teenage don't Mutant even Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Fantastic voice acting. I think they got most of the original cast uh, where they could. Super good. Um, Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks has really good voice acting. And um, I think that's where I'll, I'll call it. Oh, shout out to Terror Bane. Terror Bane was really great. Oh, yeah. Did you play in in chat here, Monkey Such says? Did you play Rocket League during April Fools? That was a hilarious. That or that was hilarious with the voice actor. Sad I missed out. I did not. I did not. I'll have to check that out. Let's move on to the next question here. From Presto, the magnificent asks, "What's your favorite game on NSO?" Gosh, there's a lot of choices. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with my classic here, the Super Mario World. 
fantastic game. I love it. I love it. And I, I go back and play it still. Uh, yeah, Super Mario World for SNES. I think Paper Mario on the 64 has been my most fun. That that one is really good. Uh, I mean, you also got uh, a lot of Zelda games on here. Metroid. But that's what I'm going to go with. Super Mario World is my answer. That's my favorite one. There's also Echo the Dolphin, another great, which you still haven't played. True. Someday I'll get you to stream it. No, you won't. (laughs) (laughs) It's quitter talk. It's quitter talk. Don't try and don't try and emotionally manipulate me into playing that. But it's a classic. <clears throat> oh man. Uh and <clears throat> Gunstar Heroes was also great, especially for the cooperative play. Yes. That's for sure. So th- there you go, Presto. Presto has another question, but this isn't from Presto. It's actually from Tater Top Master 64. Hi. This is Presto. (laughs) My username got stuck on this. What was the first online username you used on a game? And which game was it? Do you... You were telling me in the pre-show, you're like, uh, do you remember? Yeah, I don't particularly remember. The first one I can kind of remember is probably Halo. And I think it was just Micah Mighty Man. Okay, so it's I've been too lazy to same. think of something else. It's got three M's. My favorite number is three. Name starts with an M. Yeah, so I did what not do a I lot want? of I did not do a lot of online gaming until like pretty late in the online gaming scene. Um but I think the first place that I had my own like my first gamer tag was on Steam to buy so to like make an account, you have to like have a username on there and that becomes sort of your de facto gamer tag andrew who oh yeah you still show up as that on steam i it's the same it's the same account um but around like high school time when we became friends i just started using andros on everything and if andros is not available i do the underscore andros so that's so some some variation of Andros now. So yeah, that's that's it. So I don't remember specifically what game, but Andrew Who was the was the thing. There you go. Thanks for the question. That was an awesome one. Next question is also from Presto, but I'm going to hop over and also ask a question that we got on spotify from daisy rose who's been a consistent listener for a while thank you daisy and and almost always asks a question on there so i really appreciate that it's awesome uh daisy rose asks can you guys do a top 10 of indie games on switch and also says love your podcast and always look forward to it thank you appreciate that and presto Unrelated, unconnected, because this was on the Discord. Maybe Presto is both. Who knows? 
<laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna I'm, I feel, what a twist what a twist no da- daisy presto daisy assume, rose and assume, top master daisy rose is a completely separate person and we appreciate everybody listening uh I don't want to merge people together. Actually, they're all Micah. Everyone, everybody, and everyone's generated by AI, as we've all determined uh, here on this show. Uh, <clears throat> Presto asked, what's your favorite indie game? Mine is Hat in Time. This one will be the end of the top 10 indie pal topic. Oh, yeah, we wrote that in. Oh, oh, oh. I'm pretty I sure you I was actually like, wait, wait wrote a second. that in. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that <laughs> I'm presto, a, how did you know? How did you know, Presto? The reason is I wrote it. <laughs> I'm a, uh, that was I great. could edit this out in post, but I'm not gonna oh, not because going you know it. what time it is. It's time for the pal topic. It's been a while, Micah, but it's time for a top 10. Top 10. Indie games on Switch. I'm clapping a bunch because I love indies on the Switch. Like my top 10 list quickly became 20. And so I've got a lot of honorable mentions. <laughs> but let's just kick things off here. Uh, there, so let, 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 me, let me take about 20 steps back here and say there are so many indie games on the Switch. I have not played all of the great indie games on the Switch. I like did a quick Google search for best games, best indie games on the Switch. And I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many. There are just so many, and they are all so good. So basically, if if you would consider an like any indie game that you consider to be one of the best indie games of all time, it's probably already on the Switch. Right? So you can take your pick in that regard. So our top 10 lists, I think, are going to be very much our lists. <laughs> this is not this is not uh, sub- sub- uh, the top 10 indies of all time and in any unbiased sort of fashion, though. This is our top 10, both of us. Uh, and each of us have our own <laughs> list. So let's kick things off, Micah, with number 10. Give us your number 10. Crypt of the Necrodancer. Fantastic pick. Why, why is this on your list? Because it's got music and rhythm and dead people. Plus the title's a pun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. Just the name. I'm, I'm, the name evokes something in me that's like, I, I have to buy this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure no one has ever beaten everything in this game because it legit gets like impossible. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> yes. people of all skill levels... Oh, for me, at like level two, can reach their limit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, t- it took 10. me like seventeen hours, but I finally beat like with the char- beat it with a character where if you miss a beat, so if your beat isn't on time, you just you die. die. That, and that yeah. was brutal. <laughs> and then it got even harder, and I didn't even try the next the character. <laughs> My number ten is a little bit of a cheat, Micah. <clears throat> Jackbox party packs. Packs, plural? Plural. If I have to pick one, I will pick seven. Because it's got the best collection, in my opinion. Uh, but I also don't think I've played the latest one yet. 
There are so many Jackbox Party Pack games, and they are such great party games. And it's super fun on Switch because you can take it anywhere. I mean, you could play it. It's a small screen, but you, but you don't really need the screen because it also shows a lot of the stuff on your phone. Right? Yeah. So uh, you, you do need it, but it doesn't need to be like a huge screen is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, it could just be, you could just have it in portable. Uh, so yeah, Jackbox Party Packs, these are essentially party, like think of like every party card game that you can, that you may have, may have ever played. Apples to Apples, Balderdash, uh, like Cards Against Humanity. Even I mean, or even some like Among Us type stuff in these um, Mad Libs, and it's like turn that into a video game that everybody can play using their phone as a controller, and you have Jackbox Party Pack collection. Also trivia, trivia games. So uh, like it's just a collection, and and it's even like in all of them, they're like they are put in as board games, and that's that's what it is hours upon hours of time spent in this and this is one that you can get everybody in on to play like grandma will play this uh aunt aunt jan uh uncle jim you know all those all those people are gonna come and and play even though even the non-gamers can can get in on the action and enjoy this and have a great time it'll be super fun plus it's got filters to make it family friendly which is what i always have on uh and you can really customize a lot of the stuff. There's drawing games, trivia games, uh, voting games, rapping games. You name it. I mean, Jackbox has just a lot of stuff. So that's my number 10. Nice. Number nine. Do you want me to do an epic number count for each one? Oh, definitely. World premiere of number nine on Micah's list. Moonlighter. Oh, I forgot about Moonlighter. I haven't actually played Moonlighter, but I know it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun roguelike where you also run a shop. Okay. From the and sell the things you uh, gathered in your runs. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, an interesting concept. So if you like the dungeon crawler aspect, but you also like that store sim management. It's both. It's the best of both worlds. Yep. And if you don't like the store sim, you can just like quick sell things if you want, but they sell for much less than you could get. So you don't like have to. Did you do that? You uh, usually not, actually. I wanted to get my money's worth. I worked hard to get these yeah. items. Risked yeah, that's my just, life. That's that's the way to play for sure. Uh, my number nine. Human fall flat. There's nothing that quite captures the silliness of ragdoll physics the way that Human Fall Flat does for me. And I think what really hits a home run with this game is the online multiplayer and local multiplayer aspects. It's so good. Uh, it leaves me wanting more. And they do semi-regularly come out with new levels for it. It's fairly short to play through the entire game, but there's also like secrets you can unlock and you can also just kind of mess around. We did hide and seek that one time. We had a blast with that. 
Yeah, it's very uh, yeah, it's very replayable. Because you can kind of do things you want, like the way you're kind of supposed to, but then you can kind of just try and break things. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one to speed. It's a speed play, speed run, for sure. Plus, nothing will ever beat that epic moment when I was falling off an edge and Micah reached out to save me and the music. And that incredible music. Dramatic violin orchestra. Da! And and he was it was like right as you were saying I've got you and it was like it, it was like a movie moment like I I we could, I I wish I wish that that was captured somehow but it'll just be a memory for you and I forever. <laughs> yep. Bonding moment where I almost fell off a cliff and Micah saved and I my life. actually didn't just let him fall, which was just <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean considering how the rest of the game playthrough went, <laughs> it was. It was pretty funny. It was so dramatic. It, it, it just so yeah, great. Just that that like water level. Just <laughs> that that epic music kicks in at like the randomest times sometimes. <laughs> uh, so such a good game, but I mean not as good as a bunch of other games on my list. So let's move on. Number eight. Got what Terror got? Bane. Oh, Terror Bane made it on your list. I I, I did not throw Terror Bane on the list. But wow. I have games similar to Terrabane. Yeah, it's just real fun. It's, it is really like, good. It's yeah, it's it got a lot of good jokes and like kind of Easter eggs yeah, from we, other video games. We got codes for that one. And I don't know if we would have played it like we wouldn't have known about it otherwise. I mean, there's so many great games coming to Switch. This one flew under the radar for a lot of people. It is very good, very good, very good. Where's your pay curb? You should get it. Like, definitely get this one. Uh, I, I, I like highly recommend Terror Bane as a, as a fun, just like puzzle game that also is just really game make fun of culture. Anyways, yeah. I keep just, I just keep interrupting with what I think of your list. So go ahead and <laughs> share why you like this. Well, game. that sums it up pretty well, I guess. But I mean, it's, it's good if you kind of like being, a completionist a little bit in games because that's kind of the whole point you're trying to like find these bugs and like document them and you usually do that by just searching out everywhere essentially so it's right up my alley also great voice acting by the developer he did he did a good job in that one um <clears throat> Gosh, oh, that reminds another one to add to the honorable mention list. Uh, okay, my number eight. You're 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 probably gonna be a little disappointed how low this is. Celeste, you dirtbag. <laughs> number eight is Celeste. I like every other game on my list slightly more than Celeste. Uh, but except I think nine and ten. Yeah, except for Human Fall Flat and Jackbox. <laughs> Celeste is so good. I didn't realize that a platformer could have such a touching story. <laughs> Celeste should be number one on every single list ever. Such a hidden gem. That's not a hidden gem. What are you talking about? Everybody loved Celeste. It's not a hidden gem, but it is a gem. That's for sure. It's a very much not hidden one. <laughs> Uh, but Celeste is really good. I think 
I, I didn't realize I could like feel emotions in a platformer, if that makes any sense. That weren't anger, <laughs> which this does make for, you feel. For a second, it sounded like maybe you just needed to get some therapy or something. <laughs> I didn't know I could feel emotions until I played this game. No, it's just a really good story about overcoming depression, anxiety, mental like mental blockers like low self-esteem and climbing that mountain but it tackles it in a very tasteful way because you like normally those things i i feel like it's it's hard to talk about them in a way that delivers impact that isn't just i overcame it you know uh and that's not exactly how it goes in celeste i don't want to spoil anything but i i just really like the story of celeste and then it's, you know, it's got a little bit of what Mike and I love, and that's abusive pain gameplay. and suffering. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that that roguelike. Not really, though. It's just that uh, it's, it's not hard. an easy game and it and only it gets more difficult quickly. hard and it pushes you to go again and again and again and again to try and overcome that. Yeah. And the music. Top notch. Great game all around. Number seven. Sorry, I was, forgot I was, to I was give waiting us a... for it. <laughs> this is where I put Human Fall Flat. Oh, kind Human of... Fall Flat was higher for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, just that moment. That moment. The, uh, <laughs> the at moment. Yeah, especially. But yeah, it's. <laughs> that... I mean, I always do kind of rate. I generally rank a uh, multiplayer things a little bit higher. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why it helped push these these other ones out because it's just like a really fun multiplayer game to play. And you don't even have to be like that invested in the game. So it's just also a good game to catch up with friends while playing. I feel like what Human Fall Flat needs is like Fall Guys multiplayer, like that extent. It needs some sort of like multiplayer designed mode that you can keep coming back to, you know? Um, Maybe a battle mode would be fun. Uh, but I think Fall Guys is like the perfect... I, I, Fall Guys is very similar in its kind of silly mechanics, but... A little less painful to do things at times. But yeah, Human Fall Flat is more about fighting the controls to do what you would like them to do. And I I feel like if those games combined and you had like Human Fall Flat with a knockout of 99 round... That would be so funny. It'd be so frustrating and so funny. <laughs> For sure. Especially if climbing over you. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just it it feels like there's still so much potential with human fall flat system that's untapped. And that's that's exciting. I hope I just hope that there's more to it coming. Number seven for me is Enter the Gungeon. Enter the gungeon. Enter the gungeon. Yeah, speaking of great music in games. Yeah. So good. So this game is probably the best roguelike. Is it this would be considered roguelike? I mean you die you yeah. go back to the beginning. I you do get to buy more power-ups that can be found in the thing. They're not permanent power-ups. This is the best roguelike on the Switch, in my opinion. Uh it is a top-down shooter randomized like a, dungeon. a bullet storm kind of game bullet storm but with a cartoony art style and the best humor 
it's so you, good that you can that you can dish like, up all these enemies are bullets yeah and they shoot at you sometimes they have another bullet which shoots guns that shoots bullets it's hilarious <laughs> or, or it's the letter r and it shoots onomatopoeia <laughs> bullet 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 yeah <laughs> and it shoots the word bullet at things uh, uh, like yeah there's so many different items and they synergize to have different effects mm-hmm. it is just there's, so much content. I mean, there's a variability. Sanderson reference in there. Uh, there so I good. mean, there's references to everything that you can find, like pop culture wise, in there. I, I they they will try and make a, a a joke about it. They've got guns from popular franchises. Uh, they've got like the Halo rifle in there. They have an elephant gun, and it's just an elephant. Then you shoot out of its trunk. Yeah, so many guns so many guns and i i think that this game is phenomenal so that's that's where it lands on my list at the moment i think you talked to me on a different day like and maybe when i was in the the peak of playing this would have been way higher yeah number six shovel knight oh you don't have shovel knight on the list do you gosh dang it Honorable mention for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is another good one. That uh, it's has, so good, and it's it has so good a, a bit that you can play uh, co-op on as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And although a lot of the modes you can't, depending on who which character you're playing as, the it's got main, a lot of variability. Well, so the main game of Shovel Knight is co-op. You can play with two Shovel Knights, but then the extra games, which are like Specter Knight, King Knight, Plague, Plague Knight. Knight. Those games are all solo for those characters. Very good. Which was your favorite? It's a good question. Probably just uh, the classic because I did mm-hmm. play through that co-op. The next one I remember most is Plague Knight. Yeah, had th- those had a good story. I, I just think that they're really, really well made. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. And it's simple, but it's just perfection at that simplicity, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That's a good one. What number are we on? Six? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Number six for me is Slay the Spire. Uh, I listen. It combines two things I love: roguelikes and cards, <laughs> and uh, deck builders specifically. I am a huge fan of the uh, tabletop game Dominion. I played a lot of Dominion, so much so that I actually kind of killed it for myself. I used to play it all the time when I first got married. I played it a whole bunch with uh, growing up uh, growing up in in like high school time period college time period with my mom who is the biggest dominion fan in the world she has every single expansion to that game it's very fun and this game just capture this scratches the itch that i have for deck builders in a way that is so so fun and i just couldn't stop playing it couldn't stop once i started i had it download i bought it and downloaded it on my switch forever ago and then finally played it <laughs> like months and months later. And I'm like, I should have played this right away. 
Yeah, it's, it's almost sucking. like you should have listened to your friends who told you to play it a while ago. You guys saw me play it on Game Pass, and I don't believe that that is the best place to play it. This is a game that was made for Switch. That is that is my opinion. You know, if you don't have another way, if you don't have the means to play it on Switch, but you have Game Pass, like for sure play it there because it's great everywhere. Um, apparently, there's a mobile version of this. That's dangerous. <laughs> That's very dangerous. You'd be playing this everywhere. Uh, the Switch is like the perfect system to me f- to play it on because it's portable, but not too portable. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I guess we'll move on to number five. My voice is is getting weirder each with each. Yeah, that was I'll, a little less epic and I'll do a little more do, something else. Yeah, I'll do my deep epic voice. Number five. Yeah, now I get a little payback. Spelunky 2. Oh. Not at the top of my list. Oh. Nah, it's, it's How does it feel? <laughs> should have put it at 10. <laughs> I should have left on the honorable mentions, actually. <laughs> Just to spite me. <laughs> I, like, I like how we're using these lists to hurt each other's feelings. <laughs> like, like that was our intent. Like, I put this extra low because Micah likes it. No, that's this is where it landed for me. Uh, so, so Spelunky too for for you is that number five. Yeah, it's a, it's a great roguelike. If you want to be a completionist, don't bother because it's terrible. <laughs> and the couple of things you need for it are just so luck based, and you can do like five hundred runs before you get the conditions you need to actually have a chance for it. Now here's the, do you have to get to like the end end end? No, nah, you just got to get to the sunken city with okay. the eggplant to okay. go to the eggplant world. But I've only gotten a present on a sacrifice altar room like four times. So I've I've had like four attempts to make it there. And I don't out think of it my counts. like 700 runs. Yeah, and I don't think it counts in multiplayer, which is semi extra annoying. I wish I the achievements. Think it, I think it does. Because the I, it's not a specific achievement. It's like the achievement is to fill up your fill journal. Fill your journal. Oh. And I think the journal things can be filled in multiplayer. Okay. Unlike well, most of the other challenges. Well, we should just hop online and play a bunch of that. We Maybe we'll be able to do it together. Yeah, if we can get the right conditions. Yeah, seriously. Um, but other than that, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel like I mostly just talked about what I didn't like about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is number just five. Despite this you. is why this game sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's number five on your list. I mean, but I feel like that's pretty accurate to how you describe Spelunky. It is a frustratingly hard game, and I don't think we remembered that when we were hyping it up originally. Because we hyped our community up for this hardcore when it when it launched. We this was the first code, first game code that we got at Nintendo Pals. So absolute thanks to to the devs over there. Good old Derek U was like just awesome. Uh, but this game is brutal, but it is so fun. It's quite difficult, yeah. It is so fun. If you are up to the challenge, this is where it's at. Yeah, and it's generally, it's like usually not unfairly punishing. Mm -hmm. It just is a little bit at times if you're going through certain like achievements. Agreed. 
Okay, so we're getting into some games here that I, I would consider what, what I'm going to call triple I. I heard this term uh, thrown around recently. This is like the high-end indies where you're like, is this indie? This is starting to feel kind of like <laughs> very Not big indie. budget and huge team, but they are considered indie games. In this case, I don't know how big the team was. Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is my number five. I don't know if I can think of a better beat-em-up than this game. It just hits everything perfectly. It is the perfected form of arcade beat-em-up games. Like the, this, is, this is where evolution and humanity has gotten us to this point. Ninja Turtles. And it is so, so good. And you can play with up to six players online and local and... There's like a level up system. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, it is essentially what old Ninja Turtles games were, but just really polished, very polished. The animations, superb. The voice acting, very good. Uh, art direction, phenomenal. Music, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I was having like a, a happiness spasm. <laughs> That's it's so good, so good. I I can't I can't. Maybe there's some recency bias here for this being so high on the list, but it is definitely worth a playthrough. If you, even if you're not like a huge Ninja Turtles fan, uh, I was listening to. I'm 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 a regular listener to the Random Nintendo podcast, which just ended, but they're starting another one called Randomer Nintendo. Uh, so it's which won't be Nintendo focused. Uh, but anyway. Uh, one of the hosts over there is a huge Ninja Turtles fan, but did not like the beat em up video games in the past. Played through this and absolutely loved it. He's like, this just, just screams to Ninja Turtles fans. So even if you're not a fan of beat em up games, like if you're a fan of Ninja Turtles, this is it. But if you, even if you're not a fan of Ninja Turtles and you're a fan of beat em up games and you want that like classic arcade game, this is it. <laughs> it somehow like perfectly does too many things at once i don't know how but does it moving on to number four hades hades another roguelike i got a lot of those nice yeah hades is good on my list i got like seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder my mine's a roguelike as well uh but <clears throat> but not hades on my list for number four so what what about Hades has pulled you in for for putting it so high up on the list? I mean, it's just real good. Like I feel like with a lot of roguelikes, it can kind of be hard to have a good story that makes sense with the mechanic. Yes. But Hades does it very well, and yes. like we mentioned, the voice acting is very good. Oh, it is so good. And, and the characters are so great. They're so well written. I like the artwork. Oh. Mm. Yeah, also, the, really I mean, the combat's really good, and you uh, you can get like five different weapons to use, which vary the combat a lot. Then you get the boons, mm -hmm. which can also vary things. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got a lot of variety. Not quite as much variety as a different game on my list somewhere. Which is why <laughs> it's not quite as high. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it is a very good roguelike. 
the one thing that this is missing for me that I think would would put this in like easy up in like the upper echelon of games on the Switch, which it already is, but co-op would be very fun. Co-op can make like any game better. I agree. Enter the Gungeon has co-op. Uh, it's it's a it's got a little bit of of a jankiness to it, but it's but it's pretty good. Yeah, I kind of wish still it was a lot just, of fun. I kind of wish it was just split screen or or a more locked camera than following one of the players. But well, it's it like yeah, it, which Spelunky two uh, we didn't even mention that, but we'll we'll talk about Spelunky two some more. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I think I know where that is. My list. number four is Risk of Rain 2. Nice. And uh, again, I said that Enter the Gungeon is like the best roguelike on, on the system. Risk of Rain 2 goes up significantly higher for me because I it, like while it is a rogue, well, it is a roguelike for sure, <laughs> where you die and you just reset. Um, it's also like it's it's more of a shooter based game <laughs> enter the gungeon is a top-down shooter but like i'm like a third person shooter game and it is very focused on you can get just wild you can go insane here there there is not as wide of a variety of items as enter the gungeon but they stack like no tomorrow and so by the end i mean you could just be like moving at inhuman speeds there's so many enemies and things on the screen that the game chugs full-time bullet time yeah starts happening and it is it is so fun like the game it gets broken yeah the essentially every time i play the goal is to get far enough that i essentially break the game and that it becomes the game, unplayable. That the, yeah, it's so it is so much happening on screen that you you will probably die <laughs> because there's just too much happening. And I think some people would look at like if a game did that regularly, you'd be like, "This game's garbage." This game executes it so well; it is so fun that you just you just don't care that that it gets to that janky quality and i i just i i love it i love it i think risk of rain 2 aesthetically is very pleasing um and it's simple level design and world design and it's pretty fast fast paced enter the gungeon for like a full for a full run feels like it's a long haul uh risk of rain 2 for a full run doesn't feel too bad unless you're good at the game yeah then you're just going forever yeah that's true because there is like an unlimited mode but i think like in most cases you'll if, yeah, if you, you want to get behind the curve finish. at some point and then oh, it's hard I, to work I love your way that. back i love the monitor that's like easy normal difficult impossible insane and then it just laughs <laughs> in all caps <laughs> yeah and it just keeps going <laughs> and at that point, like elite versions of enemies are spawning all the time. Previous bosses are just now regular spawns everywhere. And it's just chaos. It's so fun. It's like just that feeling of as a kid, you take your action figure bucket off the shelf and you dump it all on the floor in a huge pile. And it's just like, whoosh, just just you got your batman spider-man and ninja turtle characters all in there and they're all in like the epic bro like it's it's that it's that 
the chaos yeah. of all the toys on the floor at once. <laughs> Plus, the first trailer I saw for it was kind of fantastic. Is that the CGI one? That one was pretty good. Yeah, where they keep dropping in. Yeah. After dying, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I also get a kick out of uh, your character wears all the power-ups. That's pretty fun. Oh, yeah, you can see all the things you get, and you just get, like, decked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Random <laughs> you got, like, junk. You got, like, antlers, glasses. It, it, yeah, that's, it's just... Sh- Shoulder-mounted, so like, missile launcher. Okay, okay, we, we gotta move on. I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking way too much on these. Go ahead. Uh, uh, number, yeah. th- number three... Uh, Risk of Rain 2. Oh, yeah! <laughs> it's so good. It's so good! We were really close to putting this in the same slot. Yeah. And you potentially, one of the characters, one of the best characters in the game is practically Spider-Man. And you get a little grapple hook thing. <laughs> yeah. You swing around as loader and then punch people real hard. I, I didn't mm. even mention the characters. There's such a wide variety of characters to play, and they all have very different style. Like yeah, the, well, the very mecha- different abilities. The but... engineer is very turret focused, and your turrets inherit the abilities that you have. And you can also build it so you're kind of like a shield. So you put your turrets down, and then you put a shield around, and you kind of just help keep your turrets up and going. There's healers. There's like that weird plant robot thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say Rex. Yeah. You use like your own life for your abilities. Be samurai lots of life steal archer. Let me tell you though, the, the starting character is the worst character. I don't know why. Like, I guess it, the, I mean, they're the, the like, most dual like, pistol classic, like yeah. basic kind of, but once you unlock character. literally anyone else, you will never play that character again. I'm sure My someone opinion. likes them. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, my number three is Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. This is a newcomer into my into my indie game uh, library vocabulary. <laughs> this game is what what we talked about with Terrorbane, uh, being very like self aware humor. Stanley Parable is is the peak of that style of game. There is not a lot to this game mechanically. Uh, You can interact with things on occasion, but it is mostly a walking simulator that is so well written that literally the narrator could say anything and I'd be, I'd be having a good time. (laughs) That's, that's, that's where I'm at with this. It is so good. And the storytelling I, I, I like I just cannot describe how great this game is to that I have just recently played it for the first time. Ultra Deluxe is the first time I played Stanley Parable. It's been out forever. Stanley Parable was out forever. Ultra Deluxe, brand new release. And Ultra Deluxe nearly doubles the content. Thanks to the trusty bucket, my favorite character in the game. <laughs> and uh <clears throat> there's still new things I need to unlock in this game. There's there's like hidden stuff. The fun of this is finding all of the endings of this self-aware game that are just so so great. So funny. I love it. I I, I Micah, you you would really like this game. I I, yeah, I played like the original way back in the day on Steam. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. So it 
I, I don't know how to talk about the game, uh, like how to sell it, but you just you just need to play it. Everyone needs to play Stanley Parable. Yeah, it's hard to describe in a way that makes it sound fun to play. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's just there's just something really. It's all about decision making, and it's all about like empowering the player and what empowering the player does, and that's so funny. It's so funny. Number two. Celeste. So not quite number one. Oh, like I know Monkey Thunder wanted, is. but yeah. uh, it's close. And kind of for what you said, it's it's such a good platformer and it's so well made. And it does get very difficult, but not in an unfair feeling way. The balance there that they that they strike and hit except so for except for one moment, like right at the very, very end where they launch you up and you look like you're going to hit this orb that takes you to the end of the level, like you win and whatnot, and it launches you up and you stop just below it. And you have to dash the last little bit to make it. And it's at the end of a very long, like, because generally you, if you die on a screen, you go back to the beginning of the screen and it's not very far. This is a, a very long screen that just keeps moving with you and it takes like four minutes and then you get there and they just like betray you so hard which luckily i've never actually died to it i was very close the first time and then i forgot and when i went back and played it like next year i almost did the exact same thing i (laughs) barely made it again yeah ah what a time but my heart goes out to anyone who died to that (laughs) uh Number two for me, I, I honestly, this gotta is, be, this has got to be Spelunky too. This is up here. I'm not sure. I'm time. I'm, I'm torn between what I put at number one and number two here. Yeah, I know you're number one and two from this point. Okay. Now that all the other options are gone. So I think I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put, uh, I, 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 Spelunky two is not going to go here. I think it's, it's got to go up. Wow. Divinity Original Sin 2 is my number two game. Uh, and Divinity Original Sin 2 is another one where it's like triple I. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bigger team. Although at the time that they first developed it, I don't think it was a huge team. It's a pretty, pretty small, small team. And they just went out to make the best classic top-down RPG <laughs> PC-style game. And then they decided, you know what? We want this on the Switch. And we want cross-platform saving between the Switch and Steam. And good grief, I just love Larian and their their, their games. Like, it's it's so good. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, I, I had never played another game like this before. I had not played any of the games that this was, that this genre falls into, of like the top down fighting style game and it's like a turn-based strategy game it's so long every play session we did was so long but it's so good the build the building of the characters and the fighting are so so fun and i'm a huge board gamer or have been a huge board gamer and it just feeds into that my inner psyche of what i love so I, I can't 
rave about this game enough. The magic systems are so fun. Uh, the story's pretty good. It gets a little wacky at points, but I think it's really deep. There's a lot of lore here. It feels like just an epic fantasy adventure. And the cherry on top, the thing that I think makes this for me is that it has online multiplayer and co-op with up to four players. And we get to go, uh, Micah and I got to go on a full adventure game. A, what, 200 plus hour adventure that was able to be shared in a co-op experience. There's just not a lot of games that do that. Not to that extent. Yeah. And we were both main characters. Like It wasn't like, oh, you're relegated to be the side character in the story. We were both the main characters in the story until one of us killed each other at the very end. The traitorous oh, scumbag yeah. <laughs> that I host yeah. the show with. No. Uh, I forgot that someone did that. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. That it throws that in at the very end. After like 200 hours, you're like, all of you have to either vote. To, I would die to, for you, bro. We're in this together. Yeah, you get you get to like secretly vote essentially if if you all ascend or don't ascend or or just one of you ascends because if you all pick it, then I think it doesn't work. Right, something like that. Yeah, there's I don't like, remember exactly. There's a bunch of different endings, and it it's it's just it was such a, it was such a moment that we that we experienced. I again wish we had captured it somehow so we could go back and watch it because it's so fun. Great game. Number two for you. Oh wait, you already gave your number two. Right? Yeah, I was like, I think honorable mentions. Uh, I didn't bother writing many, but I do have Boomerang X here on my honorable mention. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, my honorable mentions list is long. I like all of these games a lot. And I, you know, they any of these could have ended up in the top 10, depending on the day. Um, I'll give reasons for some of these. So for Hollow Knight and Bug Snacks, it is simply because I have not finished them yet. I think that they are pretty good. Hollow Knight, I will admit, I struggle, I am struggling to get into but i know it will be a great game like a little bit further in <laughs> you know what i mean like i know that once i get a couple more power-ups it's like it's it's a metroidvania and it's it's early stage metroidvania and just it feels like a slog to get to the point where i'm like i need to get some abilities and power-ups that will let me enjoy the game more if that makes sense uh bug snacks is simply just lack of time i was loving my playthrough of it and just haven't gotten back to it Hades as well. I finished one. Maybe I didn't even finish one. But I just I there's so much to do. And I just there's so many games to play. I just didn't finish. So that's on my honorable mention list. Jump King. Because I don't know if this counts as an indie game. It did when it first came out. But now it's owned by Epic. I don't know. Plus, if it is it even a good game? It's the it real is. question. Oh. oh, I meant Fall Guys. I, I oh, said okay, in yeah. my in my head, Fall Guys is what I said. Yeah, I was very surprised. I was like, I did not know this Epic, Jump Epic King was it. owned by Epic. Now. No, 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 no. Sorry, guys. <laughs> false, false advertising. Fall Guys is owned by Epic. I don't know if it counts as an indie game anymore. Jump King is on here because it is just, it's just something fun. But yeah, really got to be 
in the moment to play it's it. Kind of, yeah. And it's, it's also kind of trash. <laughs> it's almost fun. Yeah. But it's, it's a almost garbage. fun. It's almost fun, but it's almost, almost garbage. Undertale, the classic. It has to be on here, but I didn't feel right putting it on the list because I have not personally played through it myself. I watched my wife play through it and and really enjoyed watching that. And in that same vein, Stardew Valley. It is not for me, but I know it is a great indie game. I know it's probably number one for a lot of people. It is that. It, it is so deep. There are so many things you can do in it, and they just keep adding more to the game. Like, I, I just... Yeah, Concerned Ape, fantastic developer, and that game shows that for sure. And then um, I also got to throw in The Longing. Shout out to The Longing for being just such a unique experience. So cool, so fun. Um, there is no game. I, I really enjoyed that. But I feel like Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe captures a similar... Eh, it's not really the same, but it, it's a similar style of humor. Like the self-aware game. But Stanley Parable does it better, in my opinion. But There Is No Game is so fun. So good. Great game. And then, obviously, Shovel Knight. And then I also put on uh, Boomerang Foo because I like that game a lot. But it's not quite as big as anything else on these on, on my list. So yeah. I'm like, it's too small. It can't go on here because it just doesn't have a lot of substance besides being a really fun party game. There you go. I guess I got a couple I can, I can throw. Ultimate Chicken Horse. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man. Feudal Alloy. And Untitled Goose Game. Ah, oh, there's some untitled some great ones. Yeah, there's so many good indie games on the Switch. Everybody, it's so hard to narrow it down. But I think Micah and I know what each other's number ones is. I think I've already kind of said what my number one is. My number one indie game, number one, is Spelunky Two. And the reason it's Spelunky Two and not Spelunky One is because Spelunky Two because it's is better is essentially Spelunky One just revamped and better like it it's more more of the same and it's really good spelunky one is a fantastic game but if you have to just get one of them get get spelunky two so it's not like you're missing out on story elements there isn't really a story to it um i think what wins it for me for spelunky two though is the online multiplayer and just the multiplayer experience overall is drastically improved and there's so much content. The achievement system, there's so much you can do. And I just keep coming back to it. I'm addicted. It's an addiction. What is your number one, Micah? Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. Enter the Gungeon. It's so good. I mean, I, I, I gushed about this game on my list. But uh, what, what, what makes this the best indie game of all time for you? It's just just the variety to it it just like never gets old mm -hmm. I've, i'm pretty every sure i put more run. time into this than breath of the wild every, and i got every shrine yeah, in breath yeah. of the wild that's true that is true every single run is completely different like that that's the thing on even on hades it felt like i would get like similar builds going yeah enter the exactly. dungeon no you, you that just doesn't happen there's too many things yeah, in Hades, it seemed like I'd always kind of go for my optimal builds and then enter the Gungeon. It's like I'm trying out all these new crazy builds every mm -hmm. time. 
Well, that's it. That's the end of our pal topic this week. Our top 10 indie games on Switch. If you got suggestions for indie games to try out, hit us up on Discord. We'll 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 be happy to look at them, but probably won't have time to play them. <laughs> but uh if you liked any of the games, like liked how they sounded, any one of the games that we mentioned on either of our top 10 lists and our honorable mentions are all worth picking up. But yeah, definitely I just have to say one thing. The only reason Divinity 2 wasn't very high on my list is because I don't really consider it an indie indie game. game. It's too big to be an indie game. It's too big. But if it was on your list, would you have it up there at like number two as well? It might be number one, actually. Yeah. Just because of the multiplayer aspect of it and the co-op is so good. Again, that number, it was was bouncing there for me. I was like... (sighs) But I ended up going with Splunky 2 because it also has multiplayer <laughs> that we played yeah. quite a bit of. And also, I think Spelunky 1 nostalgia fuels my love of that game a little bit more. Oh, what a time. Well, Micah, with that, that's the end of the episode. That's that's the end of the episode. This went, this went a little longer than uh, a normal episode, but it's worth it because these Just a little are that good. <laughs> So thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, if you would like to support the show, leave us a five-star review. You can check out our merch store where we have Nintendo Pals merch. You can get one of the sickest hats on the available on the internet at uh, the uh, – just, just search Nintendo Pals merch. There's also links in the description. We got mugs. We got water bottles. We got T-shirts, hoodies, polos. There's some cool stuff over there. Uh, and – we have a Patreon. I, I should shout that out at the beginning of the episode. I don't. I always forget till the end. But that's because we have the best Patreon shout out ever through the Patreon Pokey Rap. So before we jumped over to that, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Discord, and I feel like I'm missing one, but I don't think I am. That's all the platforms that we're on. You can check us out on all of those. We are trying really hard to grow to get to 1,000 followers on YouTube so we can monetize our videos over there and also 1,000 followers on Twitch so that we can, you know, stream to the masses because we are doing awesome stuff over there. Seriously, I'm extremely proud of the content that uh, I've been producing for or that both of us have been producing for streams and that I've been producing more. more that's more on me, producing over on the YouTube side. It is so fun. They they are fun to go back and watch too. They're not like time sensitive things. They're game challenges that withstand the test of time. Cause so far nobody's beat my nose percent world record for Mario Odyssey and breath of the wild. So challenge initiated to anybody out there that wants to try that. In the meantime, you can check out this, our Patreon shout out that we do each and every week for our Patreon producer pals thank you so much to everybody who supports us there that is a great way to support the show and you get early access to nintendo pals you get uh exclusive behind the scenes exclusive shows like nintendo pals plus and more but most importantly you get a shout out in the pokey rap we gotta wrap some patreon you just do the scene i'll take care of the hard part Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. And shout out our pals over on Patreon. Oh, you
is a retro dodge day. You dug a game or slammed to a spider shan, so we'll lose something, Brian A. Little Miss Seven and Cosmic. Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all. Gotta catch em all, Patreon. Kane and Katina, Claire's Trunkest Mole, Tim the Nintendo Dad, and Seth the Dirt with Patreon pals at every tier. Join up now, get your name in here. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all. Yeah. Gotta catch em all, gotta catch em all. Yeah. Gotta catch em all, Patreon. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to y'all next week. Have a good one.